and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for being here tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the whole wide world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. Please give the video a thumbs up. If you're not subscribed yet for whatever the reason, go ahead and hit the subscribe button right now. Hit the bell while you at it so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, everywhere. There's a whole lot happening. The wall going up, as Jesse Lee Peterson would say. Trump's not in office anymore, so who's building the wall? Your man, Joe Biden. I'm not gonna build one new foot of border wall. Oh, is that right? I can't tell. Your, your man, your DHS secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, is saying something different. Jen Psaki is saying something different. Oh, we're pausing the border construction. Pausing? If you're pausing it, that means that you can resume it. Yes, you didn't seize it. You paused it. What was the point of pausing it? I don't know, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Also, CBS 60 Minutes and their ridiculous hit piece against Ron DeSantis. We all know what time it is. DeSantis is rising. He's, he's coming up. He is going to be the next biggest thing. Will be a potential contender. Will be a contender in 2024. They don't want that to happen. They want to stop him right now. We'll talk about those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And again, thank you all for being here tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show. And we got a whole lot cracking, a whole lot going on. Um, if you enjoy this show, if you like what you have heard so far go ahead and like the video also this particular show as all the podcasts are all the live streams are this will be available as an audio only version on your favorite audio streaming platform whether it be apple itunes google play spotify stitcher anchor etc a link for that will be in the description box as always all my videos are sponsored by me by, by abo merch i design on our merch and that link will be in the description box. You can also just type in ABL merch, M-E-R-C-H dot com. Check out the I Survived the Plandemic hats, t-shirts, stickers, mugs. I got the I Digress hats. I got the Big Rocks, Little Rocks shirt. I have a Big Rocks, Little Rocks hat soon. I got American flag mugs. I got a whole lot more coming on the store very soon. ABLmerch.com. Now, Joe Biden. I'm going to jump straight into Joe Biden because... We're seeing a lot of just phony things from Biden. Matter of fact, shout out to my man, Uber guy. Okay, shout out to him. I saw that he had a list on his, um, on his, uh, on his Instagram. And I want to go through all of these things right here. Okay, all, all, all the lies that Joe Biden has told. And we're only in April. This is early April. He got inaugurated in late uh, January. So don't even really count January as a full month. Let's just say February, March, <laughs> like what? Two and a half months, really? Not very long at all that he's been in office already. There's been quite a few lies that have been exposed. All right. So hold on. Let me go ahead and put this on the screen and I'm gonna read it along with you, of course. And guys, in case you guys can't see it. All right. So Student loan forgiveness, defund the police, free health care, free college, white supremacy will end. <laughs> uh, only the rich will be taxed. 
fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage, reparations, uh, lockdowns, fix the virus, Trump's a new Hitler, no more kids in cages, inflation won't happen. All these things are capped, as the cool kids say. They're fake, they're phony, they're lies. It's just not going on. And we can add on to that. We can add on to that. The border wall won't be constructed. We won't build one more foot, not one more mile, more 10. We're not going to build one more foot of border wall. Yet Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary, says, hey, we're going to build a few Miles to patch up some gaps. And the thing is, okay, check it out. If there's gaps in the border wall that was quote unquote paused, as Jen Psaki was struggling to say, if there's gaps in the wall that Trump was building, are you going to build it in a different way? Or are you going to build it in the exact same way that Trump was building it? Why would you build it in a different way? You already got the money set aside for, you already got the plans, you already got the crews procured. You already got the materials procured and everything. So what's the point in building it differently? Why would you build a six-foot little uh, yard fence right next to a 30-foot-tall wall? Why would you do that? What's the point? You must must as well just not even build it. So if you're going to build it, you're going to build it the same way that Trump was building it. So it was racist and oppressive, and you're trying to keep brown people out. Well, what are we going to say now? And again, Alejandro Mayorkas is the guy that says we're going to do it. I mean, is that a white man's name? I, I don't know. Y'all tell me. But Alejandro Mayorkas is not something like a white man's name. Maybe he could be. Maybe he could be from Spain or something like that. But I'm just saying. Is it racist? Or is it only racist when Trump says we got to build the wall up? The wall's going up. And it needs to go up. Not only the wall, but also the policy. See, it's one thing to have the wall up. But it's a different thing to have policies that you know are going to bring people here when you say we're not going to do any deportations when you bring back catch and release when you allow people to file for asylum in the u.s rather than staying in mexico until they can get that sorted out you're going to have an influx of people coming to the southern border and i think part of them trying to build the wall up is to keep the embarrassing situation under control because these Detention facilities, they can't call them cages anymore. The detention facilities are getting overrun. I'm talking about window to the wall. People are packed. They have them under bridges now. Okay, they literally have people under bridges. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find that. Under bridge uh, border facility. Let me see if it just pops up right here. Okay. Um, oh, perfect, perfect image. Now, this, I'm not lying. This, this is This is real. This is NBC News. This is, what else? CNN. All right, here's one picture. And I'm going to show you another picture that kind of zooms out and give you the perspective of where they actually are. All right. You can kind of see it here, but it's different when I show you the other picture. Now, this is under a bridge. This is a border facility. They have them literally sleeping under the bridge. You can see their little 10-4 blankets. You know, I'll call them the little uh, Chipotle burritos. Okay, this is under a bridge. They can't, they, can't, they can't give them a tent. Can I get a soft-sided structure here? Maybe even a hard-sided structure? They're out there in the wilderness. You might as well just have them just, I mean, th- this is how you live if you're homeless. 
They got little fencing and whatnot. I mean, it might as well just be free-range chicken that you get at Trader Joe's, basically. But different story. So this is one picture of the Under the Bridge um, border facility. <laughs> and here's another one. I mean, you can see the cars and everything above them. One car right there. You can see the road. It, this, this is under a bridge. Okay, they got little porta potties and whatnot. So is this what we're doing, Joe Biden? Is is this is this humane and is this good for uh the so-called immigrants trying to find a better place? You sticking them up under a bridge? <laughs> okay, is that what we're gonna do? And I'm not seeing a whole lot of social distancing. I mean, you're outside, so you should be able to distance a little bit, but it's they kind of bunched up. They they kind of, you know, elbow to elbow, back to back. So this is not really appeared to be very distanced. Um, there was one camp, not, not the outdoor camp you see right here in front of you, but there was one camp where it was indoor, and I think 25% of the migrants, quote-unquote, had the virus, and they're being released into the interior of the country. I was watching Fox today while I was watching a YouTube clip of Fox, and it had a sheriff from an Illinois town 90 miles south of Chicago. And he was like, hey, the border crisis is affecting us because there's an interstate that goes through our town, like directly through our town, up to Chicago and down to Mexico. It's like a direct shot almost. So a lot of drugs are coming through there. A lot of human trafficking is coming through there. It's just a, a highway of horrors, basically. A lot of crime is coming through. So you're affecting people all throughout the interior of the nation with the border just being out of control. So one thing they can do is tighten the wall up, but they're going to have to go ahead and go back to what Trump was doing. What Trump was doing was working. You had 170% less people coming to the border under Trump's administration with less of the wall, with the same amount of wall built. So go back to that, build the wall, and you'll be fine. You won't have all this... You won't have this mess going on, right? That's right. Think for yourself. They got the virus and they put them in hotels. So they not only put they put them in hotels. They put them on airplanes. Okay. If you have the virus coming to the U.S. legally, can you get on the plane and make that trip? Is is that or are you still banned? I'm not really sure how that works. But they got the virus and they're getting put on planes going to wherever they want. Oh, you got family in Miami, Florida. Okay, cool. Take this first class plane ticket and sayonara. You, you got family in Chicago, New York, LA, Texas, somewhere else that's not close to El Paso where you at right now trying to get across. Okay, cool. You live way out in like Oklahoma area, Texas. Okay, here's a little plane ticket. Here's a bus ticket. Go on your way. You got the virus and wherever else. Meanwhile, they want you as a regular normie citizen to wear not one, not two masks, but probably three or four masks and a face shield and um, a plastic bag and then have the, the, the vaccine passport to go to work, to go to school, to do anything. But if you're an illegal alien, you can have the virus straight up and do whatever you want. You're treated like a king. So my question is, is a virus really that big of a deal? If it is, and I can't tell. The way that they're handling this whole thing is not really make me think that the virus is a big deal to them. I'm not saying it's not. I would never say that. I would never go against the science and say, don't wear a mask, even though Fauci said that. And I would never say only wear one mask, even though Fauci said that. 
I will only say wear two masks, even though other doctors have said that the masks don't even help you. I would never go against the science, whatever the science is. You understand? All I'm saying is that the way that it's being handled right now does not really seem to be very consistent from an illegal alien to a regular normie everyday citizen. But I digress. Uh, thank you all for being here yet again. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. And if you like what you're hearing thus far, go ahead, give the video a like, the thumbs up. Also, if you're not subscribed yet, I don't know, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel right now. But we got a whole lot going on. There's a whole lot happening. I don't even know which topic to get to next. There's so much happening. Um, okay, let's get to let's get to um, CBS. I'm gonna talk about CBS and I'm gonna talk about the carjacking and things of like that. I got a lot of topics to talk about tonight. But um, CBS. Now, Ron DeSantis is the best governor in the U.S. Hands down. Okay, it's a lot of good governors. They're imperfect. I don't think any governor is perfect, but I think DeSantis is the best. People might not like him when I say this, but I like our governor here in Tennessee. I like Bill Lee. He's a great governor. I like um, the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp. Yes, I do like Brian Kemp. He's fighting against the woke mob, fighting against those that want to change the way that voting happens. He's restoring confidence in the election. I like Greg Abbott as well. They had a little missteps here and there, but I like them much more than people like Ralph Northam, who still wants to have Virginia on lockdown for some reason, which is ridiculous. But I like Ron DeSantis the most. He's doing a bang up job down there in Florida, an excellent job down there in Florida. For some reason, I'm not really sure why, but they were talking about um, it, it doesn't. I think it might have been some kind of federal guideline that did not say that seniors should get vaccinated first because when DeSantis was like, okay, we're going to have seniors first to get the vaccine. Now, my opinion about the vaccine is not really important for this. I'm going to just say if people want the vaccine and that's what they want to do, then that's their business, not mine. But I'll talk about that specifically a little bit later. But if people want the vaccine and if it works, who needs the vaccine first? It'd be your seniors. They should have access to it first, right? 80% of the deaths have been senior citizens. And also 80% of people that died had comorbidities, obese, overweight, or whatever. So if you're overweight, elderly, it's pretty much a wrap. You understand? So his whole campaign was, okay, let's go to the senior citizens first and make sure they have access to the vaccine before normal, healthy, everyday people, kids, or whatever that don't really get the virus like that. Let's let the elderly get the vaccine first. And he did that. Right in the summer when it became available, he had the vaccine in CVS and Walgreens. And their mission was to go to the LTCs, long-term care centers, your old folks' home, nursing homes, or whatever, to make sure that they had it because you don't want to see a repeat of New York where the virus just whipped throughout the healthcare system Went throughout nursing homes and killed thousands upon thousands of people. Rather than having the stance of the governor up there, Cuomo talking about, yeah, if you got the virus, go ahead and go to a nursing home. No vaccine, no nothing. Just put everybody in there. Don't put nobody on the boat that was given to us by Trump. But anyway, rather than going about it that way, he was like, okay, let's protect our seniors. Let's make sure they get vaccinated first. And he was able to do that with the help of Walgreens, 
and CVS. Then it came down to, okay, how can we get the vaccine distributed to more people, the seniors, especially because it's a focus on seniors. Okay, 90% of seniors in Palm Beach County, especially, live within a mile and a half of uh, Publix. You have, like, the, the most, the Publix has the biggest footprint out of any grocery store in the state of Florida. They have 600 public stores in Florida. That's more than Walmart. It's more than any other grocery store or anything like that is Publix. So, okay, cool. Let's give it to Publix. It makes sense. 90% of seniors live within a mile and a half of a Publix. Let's do that. So, it's, it's cool, right? But 60 Minutes on CBS was trying to frame it like, oh, you're giving the vaccine to Publix because they gave 100 grand to your campaign and it's pay for play and you leaving out the, the, the poor black people way out far west um, in Palm Beach County, for example, this town called the Glades or Bell Glade, you're leaving them out because they live 25 miles from the nearest Publix. But they framed it in a way that simply was not true. If you watched 60 Minutes, you may think that Publix got the vaccine first. It's not true. Ron DeSantis gave the vaccine to CVS and Walgreens first. And if you go to Bill Glade, look at it on the map. They have a CVS and a Walgreens side by side right across from each other in the town. Number one. Number two, they went out before Publix got it. They went out to rural areas and places like Palm Beach County. I think there was one place. I forget what it's called. Uh, Pahokee, Okeechobee or whatever. They went way out there to a rural, mostly black area. And they were doing the vaccine drive. They gave the vaccine to churches and everything else, black churches, before Publix was able to get it. So they did what CBS 60 Minutes were alluding that they didn't do. They were trying to say that Publix got it because it was quid pro quo and play for play and the minority was being left out. It simply wasn't true. It was false. It was a it was the wrong narrative. And the reason why they did that is because they know Ron DeSantis is rising up right now. They know he's going to be the next biggest thing. And to prevent that from happening, to prevent him from being the next Trump from going in 2024 with a head of steam, they want to try to just throw a bucket of water on his fire right now so he doesn't do anything. So he's just stopped. But it's not really going to work out too well. It's not working out too well. Matter of fact, the whole public thing is bogus because they gave five to six times more money to his GOP opponent when he was running in 2018. So if it's, if it's pay for a play for Publix, why would you do that when they gave your GOP opponent? Now they gave you a GOP opponent five to six times more money. They gave DeSantis like a hundred grand or more. They gave the other guy like 600 grand or more. So it's like, it only made no sense. And a hundred grand, really? How much money is that for real? A guy like DeSantis could get a lot more money than that to, you know, to to do this whole thing. It just made sense to give Publix a contract because Publix had the biggest footprint. The retail footprint is already right there. Everything is already set up. Let's go ahead and do it. But of course, you had to have this this hit piece from the left wing media, and it got exposed. It got exposed in a really brilliant way, and this is part of the reason why. People hate the mainstream media. They don't trust the mainstream media. Why would they trust it when you keep seeing things like this day after day after day? There's always a fake and phony narrative that's being spun by them to try and fool you. 
Just straight lies. I mean, they had footage where DeSantis answered the question about, you know, was it was it pay for play and quit pro quo? They literally had him answer the question on like their uh like to a reporter and they were recording it, but they cut his actual answer out and down to where they could still push their narrative. He spoke on the whole thing about, well, CVS and Walgreens had it, and he said all of that in the answer to 60 Minutes, but they didn't want to air that. All they wanted to do was air what they wanted to air to have their narrative be proven about, oh, it's pay-for-play and quid pro quo. Ridiculous. So mainstream media sucks. People can say, oh, we're you know, just like uh, Lester Holt, oh, we don't have any room for other points of view on our channel. We want to have the real news, the real information, and we don't give alternative views of time of day. Oh, okay, you don't give alternative views of time of day. All you want to have is your false narrative be the one that reigns supreme. You want to have your false narrative be the one that people believe in. So rather than doing their own independent research and finding things out for themselves, you want them to just be brainwashed by you, Lester Hope. That's pretty much what it is. If it's not, then I can't tell. I can not tell. And like I always say in my videos and anytime I'm live or whatever, I say, don't take my word for it. Don't believe me. Look it up. You know, and while I'm live streaming, I'll pull up sources. Like I was talking about earlier as it relates to the, the border facility, quote unquote facility under a bridge. I showed you the pictures and I said, look it up. They got it on uh, CBS, NBC. Look it up. Border facility under bridge. And you can see the pictures. You can see the article. You can see video, whatever you want. It's right there. Don't take my word for it. Look it up for yourself. But see, they don't want you to do that because if you look things up for yourself, if you do your own independent research and you can't be just, you know, a sheep being led to wherever they want to lead you to. I know you guys are intelligent. You got brains of your own. You're able to do research. And I implore you to do that. But they don't want you to do that. They want you to just be believing in whatever lies they wish to tell you on a day-to-day -day basis. So that's pretty much how that goes. Yeah, it's not journalism anymore, Large 238. It's not journalism anymore. It's, it's like, how can I say? It's not even really entertainment because it's not entertaining to look at. I would say that it's just propaganda, pure and simple. Uh, I think the mainstream media are the enforcement, not the enforcement, they're the propaganda wing of the Democratic Party. And Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they're the enforcement. They're the foot soldiers. So if it's, if it's some kind of bill that needs to get passed or some kind of uh, trial like Derek Chauvin. And by the way, Derek Chauvin is getting off. I mean, if he doesn't get off, then I find it really, if he doesn't get off, I'll be shocked. Either he's going to get off or it'll be a hung jury. It's looking more and more like George Floyd had a drug issue. I don't know if it was an overdose or it's delirium. I'm not a doctor. I can't really tell you that part, but the drugs are what did him in. Did you see where his friend, quote unquote friend that was in the car with him, um, first said he was going to be George Floyd's voice and he's going to speak for Floyd that he's not here anymore. Uh, RIP, big Floyd, I got you, boss. And then he said, you know what? I plead the fifth because if I testify, I might get brought up on charges for third degree murder. Why would you get charged, sir? What did you do? You were just in the car, right? You didn't do anything. Oh, because you were the dope boy. You were the drug dealer in the whole situation. And you gave George Floyd the drugs that were found in the system. 
which is probably not saying it was or wasn't, which is probably why he died and not the knee on the neck. Did you know that Derek Chauvin was 140 pounds at the time of their arrest? And George Floyd was six foot four, 230 pounds. Did you know that? Fun fact, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. But anyway, um, there's enforcement arms of the Democratic Party. There are propaganda arms of the Democratic Party. And everybody just has, everybody just fits in, get, get, get in where they fit in pretty much. Okay. And they're doing the same thing with the whole George Floyd situation or oh, really Derek Chauvin. I've already seen the so-called Black Lives Matter leader get on social media saying, hey, if, this, if, if, if it goes the wrong way, you're going to see burning buildings. And it is what it is. It's your fault. You contributed to the whole thing. Now, is, is that a threat? I mean, sh- shouldn't that be an FBI type situation? It's like, hey, FBI, you want to talk to this lady right here talking about, I mean, that's like a terroristic threat, yes? So she should get locked up. I done seen guys get locked up for a lot worse, so why don't you lock her up? Oh, it's because the FBI, they're busy, you know, trying to find, uh, quote-unquote, capital insurrectionists. You're trying to find Meemaws with Trump flags and get them him to, rather than this lady talking about we're going to burn buildings down. Like, literally saying it on camera, showing her face, no mask on, telling you what's happening. Where are your priorities at, FBI? Now, shout out to those that work at the FBI that are good people, regular, everyday normies doing their job. Shout out to you. Hats off. Salute. But the leadership, what, I mean, are you in the back? Are you are you in the back getting high with Hunter Biden? What's going on? I'm trying to figure out what's happening because what you're doing does not make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't make much sense at all. I mean, the Capitol people, really, is that, is that your focus going after them? I'm seeing you got wanted posters up. Meanwhile, you can have a Black Lives Matter, quote unquote, protester, leader, a real insurrectionist making the threat live on your, your Facebook and you just ignore it like it's nothing. Oh, OK, cool. Makes a lot of sense to me. So then when this person goes out there and they do something, God forbid, if they were to do something, you'd be like, oh, no, we didn't know they were not. They, you know, we had them on our radar, but we didn't do anything. It's always like that. It, it always seems like people that go out here and do crazy things are somehow on the FBI's radar. The guy that was in Colorado was on the FBI's radar. Well, what was done? Dylan Roof, what was done? Okay, but the Meemaws at the Capitol, oh, you want to try to get them for insurrection and stuff like that. Why? Why? It's dumb, but it is what it is. Yeah, because the FBI, the thing about it is, the FBI, you got good guys that work there and girls that work there. I know some guys that work there, or at least I know of some guys that work there. I'll say it to you like that. And they're good people. But the leadership is a problem. That's the issue. I'm not going to throw the whole, you know, team under the bus because of some moron people in leadership. It's just like um, teachers. You got a lot of woke curriculum out there, but not all teachers really believe in that. And that's going to be a battle right there between teachers and the woke curriculum, the principals, administrators, or, you know, anybody in government that may have some kind of hand in that. That's going to be a battle right there. One thousand percent. All right. Let me see. Yeah. And, and there was no full knee pressure. Hold on. Somebody said facts matter says as Floyd stopped resisting, the full knee pressure was not happening. His stance was leaning back more. When you pressure on, you're much lower and leaning onto criminal. Exactly. 
And again, it was a hundred. Derek Chauvin was 140 pounds. George Floyd was six foot four, 230 pounds. And he was not Chauvin. That is, he was not applying all of his 140 pounds onto uh, George Floyd's neck, back, or whatever it was. But we'll see. Like I think it'll end um, either hung jury or he'll get off totally. And whatever the situation, he could he could get sent up the river. He could be doing big rocks, little rocks, or get off. I think it'll still be a riot regardless because people are already out there preparing to riot. Now, hopefully for those that live out there, it doesn't happen. I don't wish for a riot to happen. I wish everything would be peaceful, everybody go home, but we know what's going on. But then again, here's kind of a, you know, a silver lining to that story. Since there's no longer an election to be worried about, maybe there won't be a riot. Maybe the riot will be a little bit less intense. Just maybe. But I'll move along. All right. Now, let me see. Yeah, I saw, I heard that about Crowder and the, and the net thing. I did hear about that. Yeah, he did like a, a little a demonstration. I did see that. Now, speaking about, uh, you know, riots and criminal activity and stuff like that. So, you guys saw my update video today, possibly, where I spoke about them teen girls in D.C. Remember that? Where they tried to carjack this man who was uh, doing Uber Eats. Um, I think his name was Muhammad Anwar from Pakistan. So, he's Asian. Um, almost 70 years old, doing Uber Eats, minding his business. You have two girls, two black girls, one 13, one 15. One of them was armed with a taser. They were carjacking this man, and in the process, they killed this man. So carjacking the murder, right? For that, they won't go to the penitentiary. They won't do any prison time. They may go to a jail, a juvenile facility, but they won't go to prison, and they will be out by age 21. So I guess when they turn 18, I'm not really sure how it works. Can you stay in juvenile until you turn 21? Or do you get transferred when you turn 18? If they get transferred when they turn 18, they would still be in the federal joint because I think about D.C. If you commit a crime in D.C., everything is federal. It's all federal. So it, the, the, the jails, prison, everything is federal because you are in D.C. It's not a state. But anyway, they'll probably be put in the federal equivalent of a jail after they get out of juvie if they, if they, if they got to get transferred. But they're going to be in juvie first, then possibly a federal detention center like a jail, and then that'll be it by the time they turn 21. So you got a 15-year-old that then killed a man, carjacked him while armed, and must you going to get about, what, five to six years in a joint? And I think about it, um, Juan Williams was saying, oh, it was a joyride gone wrong. No, no, because one or both of the girls had already been involved in a string of other carjackings and robberies, and they were armed, and they killed the man. So, I mean, what kind of joyride is that? What kind of joyride happens with, you know, at, at Taser Point? And since when do you kill the driver when you joyride? And how does that make any sense? That's not how that works. A joyride, from what I know, is that you would, um, like, take your mom's car with the keys on the on a on a on a dresser and then bring it back. Not carjack somebody at Taser Point and kill them. That's not called joyriding, Mister Juan Williams. But anyway, 
So they're going to get maybe five to six years in the joint. I'm not surprised at all. This is very common in, in, the, in the community, in the black community, as, as the cool kids call it. It's not, it's, it's not uncommon at all. This is like pretty much what you, what you have to expect. Because there's always somebody, you know, some prosecutor, some judge or whatever talking about, oh, they need a second chance and they're so young and they didn't know what they were doing. You got a bunch of Wine Williams out there, okay? And they can be any color, black, white, Puerto Rican, candy stripe. They always feel sympathy. They always feel bad because these are kids out here doing this stuff. But these kids don't. These kids will kill you in a minute. They don't care about your sympathy and your, and your tears and all that kind of stuff. You think they do. You think it's the right thing. Not you guys. You guys are smart. You guys are brilliant out there. And thank you all for watching yet again. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me the thumbs up. A lot of these lefties think that they're doing a good thing by giving these quote-unquote kids another chance. And they're not just throwing them away. But they're not. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying, you know, throw somebody in jail for like 35 years for a nonviolent drug offense. If you got weed in your car, you shouldn't be getting 35 with the L. But if you kill somebody while carjacking them, you already got priors and you're 15 years old, okay, maybe go to jail as an adult. I'm not sure what it is in D.C., but if you're in Virginia, you can be 14 years old, try as an adult. Okay, 14. I didn't see that happen. Young boy, ninth grade, adult. You kill somebody after you already got a record already? No, nah, you're going you're gonna to go up the way. You're making big rocks into little rocks. But this is what happens all the time. Slaps on the wrist. And this, this is why anytime one of these random liberals get on TV and say that, oh, black people get uh, longer times from the same crime, it's like, man, please. Have you been, like, observing reality in the past 20, 30 years? Have you been looking at reality? That's not what happens. Not at all. You committed crime in the black community first. They got to find you. That's going to be hard. There's a very low clearance rate of uh, homicides. I think it was like a 20 to 30% clearance rate in Chicago, if that, meaning they were able to solve the crime at about a rate of 20%. 80% of the murder is still out there. Don't nobody know who did it. Somebody may know who did it. Actually, the whole hood might know who did it, but you can't tell. No snitching. Anybody going to say nothing. So the person that killed XYZ person will go out there and do the same thing over and over and over again. Okay? And if they do get caught on certain little crimes... It's like a revolving door. Somebody in Baltimore had been arrested 85 times at 25 years old. Freddie Gray had been arrested a bunch of times too. Remember Freddie Gray? That's um young man that died in the back of the squad car in Baltimore. And they had riots for that back in like 2014, 15. He had been arrested like 25 times, all for drugs. Drug, 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 knife, drug, 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 gun. All for the same thing. At like 25 years old, it's, it's a revolving door. These guys are not getting football numbers. The only guys that are getting a long time in the penitentiary are like, man, you got to get caught killing like a bunch of people or you have to get caught stealing a bunch of money. If you get caught in a crazy credit card scam or something like that, like if you stole millions of dollars, you might get a lot of time, maybe, potentially. <laughs> you got to be Bernie Madoff basically to get some kind of time like that. But anyway... Um, some of the older guys that are still in the joint from the Biden, like 94, 98, like from 88 to 98, that era, a lot of guys got hemmed up on drug charges due to the crime bill. But after a while, they loosened that up. So now 
you can pretty much have a, a a whole. You could be in your car smoking weed and not even get pulled over. That's kind of the way it is now. All right. And um, what else we got? I got to track there for a minute. But that's what's happening. That's what's going on in these communities. So don't like when anybody tells you that black and brown people get more time for the same crime. I want you to tell them that it's not true. That's false. And to give you some cases, recent cases of that happening, all they're really going to be able to do is bring up people that got locked up in the nineties on drugs. The nineties are a long time ago. That's been, that's been gone and over with. Talk about 2021 today, right now, what's happening in the street. Talk about right now. And you're going to see a whole different story. Oh yeah. And then they're going to go out and kill somebody else. Like a prime example you probably already said it in the chat, but I've not been watching the chat intensely. But remember just the other day where a guy had killed his own mother at 19 years old. He did 17 years in the joint. His sentence originally was 15 with the L, meaning 15 in life. So he did 17 years in the joint, came out, and then he um, had assaulted the Asian lady. I don't know if she died or what, but he, he could have killed her, you know, he was in this hotel in New York that was like a homeless shelter. It was a hotel turned homeless shelter. Basically he was living in there. He came outside and beat this old Asian lady, just stomped her. Now, hopefully she didn't die If she didn't die. Thank God. But he shouldn't have been on the street. Really? You're killing your own mother. And before he killed his mom, he stabbed her to death. Gruesome detail, but it is what it is. Before he did that, he had robbed her. This guy had clear problems. Shouldn't have been out there in the general society like that. There's a lot of guys like that. There was another guy in New York before that. I think it might have been last year. He had got arrested on some kind of violent um, charge and no bail. That's, that's, a new, that's a new wave right there. No bail. You can go out there and kill somebody, literally, not making it up. You can go out there and kill somebody and get released. No bail. All right. No bail. Now, that is what happened to this one guy. He got released, no bill, went out and killed somebody else. Like, the same night, he got released. So, nah, this whole thing, oh, they get more time for the same crime? Stop. Anyway, <laughs> I I'm getting triggered, so I digress. Um, now, shout out to SNL. SNL, I can't say I'm a biggest fan of. I've not really been a fan of theirs for a while. Every now and again, they do something that's okay. And it's like, okay, I like that. You know, I'll, I'll give him the credit. That was a pretty good, um, that, that was a pretty good skit. I like that. That was all right. And they did that this time with, um, they did a skit about black folks and the vaccine. How we really don't want the vaccine. We're skeptical. And people got offended talking about, oh, SNL. They made fun of black folks' ignorance and cowardice when it comes to getting the vaccine. Yes, they did. They said we're ignorant and we're cowardly for not wanting to get the vaccine. Wait a minute. I'm insulted. I'm, I'm, I'm offended. I must defend myself. And, and black folks and everybody else is not even black that is apprehensive and kind of like, wait a minute, let me just pause for a minute and think about this whole thing with this vaccine. Now, we're not ignorant. Ignorant, what does it mean? You don't know something. You just don't have information. You don't have knowledge. You're, you lack knowledge. We know about vaccines and medical trials and things of that nature. Tuskegee is the obvious one. 
And in the skit, the character being played by Daniel Kaluuya, who was in Get Out as the main character, the guy that, you know, sunken place, you know the whole deal. Anyway, uh, he was playing the, the role of a doctor who was um, trying to convince his family to get the vaccine. And they had it like in the whole Jeopardy format. The same thing they did with Tom Hanks was there. But anyway, um, so he's trying to convince everybody to get the vaccine. It wasn't really going too well. But one of the, per- one of the people, one, okay, I almost forgot where I was at. One person said, Tuskegee. All right, that's part of the reason why. And he said, oh, that was a long time ago. But was it really? Tuskegee started in the 1930s and ended in the 1970s. Is that a long time ago? I'm, I was born in 84. My dad was in Paris Island at, with the Marines and boot camp in the late 70s. So and he was 25 when I was born. So, I mean, how long ago was that really? Was it a long time ago? I can't really tell. It wasn't a very long time ago. This is pretty recent. And not just Tuskegee. And if you don't know about that, I'm going to tell it to you briefly because it's like I think it's gonna, you're going to hear a lot. What it did in Tuskegee was take a bunch of uh, poor black uh, men. I think a lot of them were like sharecroppers and whatnot from Alabama because that's, that's where Tuskegee is. That's a black college too, by the way. Anyway, it took a bunch of poor black men from that area and they were promising them to give them treatment for, um, I think it was for syphilis. And they were going to get free health care, all kind of promises. But in reality, the study was to see how they would die with the virus. The, the study was to show what the effects of the virus of syphilis was on the body, not to treat it. So this lasted for 40 years, even though there was treatments available that, that, that became available during the test after the 30s. They didn't give it to them. Like at a certain point, penicillin became available and then that was going to treat syphilis, but they didn't give them the penicillin. They gave them placebos and things of that nature to keep them sick so they can observe them. And it got, it was all kind of things. Like it, it, at, at a certain point, it wasn't government sanctioned and they were kind of doing it underground on the low. It lasted for 40 years in the 1970s. And then did it give them a disease? Okay. And then... After the Tuskegee experiment, you have all kinds of other things that are more recent. Gardasil, Depo-Provera. Um, Johnson & Johnson has their own version of the vaccine, right? But just, what, two years ago, they settled a lawsuit because they had talcum powder and baby powder, and that was causing ovarian cancer in women, especially black women, because they put it, like, in between their legs. And that was causing ovarian cancer. So... Now, you just got done selling a lawsuit two years ago, and you got a whole vaccine you, you, you develop in like six months, and I got to take that, and I'm not going to be apprehensive. I'm ignorant because I don't want to take it. I don't know anything about Depo-Provera, Gardasil, Talcum Powder, Tuskegee, and everything else you've done that has not gone right. Other medical trials you've done with people that are kind of in low-income areas, black, white, everything else, that... People have not really heard about a lot of kind of obscure drugs. Asbestos, remember asbestos? They put it in kids' toys. They put it in your house insulation. They put it in your popcorn ceiling. They put it on ships. Now, you could be up at 4 o'clock in the morning if you've been affected by mesothelioma from the shipyard, from your paint, 
Call 1-800-WE-MESSED-UP to get 25 cents in a class action lawsuit. So we're not ignorant. We know these things have happened recently, like within the past couple of years. And we're not cowardly just because we're cautious. If somebody says, hey, man, you know what? Let's go jet skiing. Um, let's, let's go down to Florida. Let's go jet skiing. I got a lake in my backyard. You'd be like, hey, man, I saw gators in the lake. And it looked like they ain't been eating in about five to six months. I don't really want to go in that water. Like, man, don't be a coward. Go in the water, man. It's like, but you got you have hungry gators in the water. I don't want to go in the water. Are you being a coward or are you just using your brain a little bit? Just using your brain. Like, okay, if it's been snowing, right? It's zero degrees. It's it's bitter cold. And you have a Honda Civic. And somebody was like, hey, man, you want to go for a ride? It's like, where? I mean, you got ice in the road. It's it's nighttime. It's been snowing. How am I going to get from A to B? Oh, you're being a coward. The roads are fine. So they're trying to shame us and guilt us into taking the vaccine. Well, rather than trying to do shaming and stuff like that, how about you just prove its efficacy? Prove that it's safe. Prove that I should trust a Johnson & Johnson and other places with this thing. When I know that they've had problems in the recent past, two years ago, they settled that lawsuit with talcum powder. But now they got a whole vaccine they made in about five months. And I'm going to take that and be confident. But I digress. Matter of fact, I just saw a story speaking about recent things. I just saw a story where they said, uh, what, 240 something people caught the virus after they got the vaccine in Michigan and a few of them died. Hold on, if I could bring it up, I'm going to find it right here. Matter of fact, I know it's on my website, on my one of the articles I did today. So if I see something like that, and I'm like, hey, that doesn't look too good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm reading articles. This is on New York Post. And it's on my article I did today about the SNL situation. Uh, hold on. So let's check it out right here. So yeah, here's the headline. 246 fully vaccinated Michigan residents get the virus and three of them die. So how'd that happen? I mean, what's, what's really going on? Do you know that a lot of viruses around the world spread through vaccine, but I don't want to go down that road. So now nah, the SNL skit was very good in my opinion, because it shows that we're not really trying to get it. And it gave a good reason, just one at least, Tuskegee. I thought it was a good skit, but the left, the so-called doctors, medical community, they got triggered and butthurt and upset. It's funny how when they talk about people that are upset and they reference doctors, they don't reference all doctors, they reference some doctors, but not all. Imagine listening to only one doctor and believing what they say. If you have some kind of illness or something going on with you, and rather than getting a second opinion, you say, all right, the one guy that gave me the first opinion, he's right. And that's pretty much it. You know, that's like communism where you can't have any other opinions, no, no dissenting views. You got to take whatever the one authority figure says as the gospel. And you don't dare question it unless you get punished. That's kind of where we're at right now. But I'm not going to accept that. So shout out to everybody that's skeptical. I don't care if you're black, white, Puerto Rican, candy stripe. If you're skeptical, if you're going to ask questions, and you make an informed decision, shout out to you. That's what I like to see. And like I say all the time, don't take my word for it. Do your own research and figure it out for yourself.
All right. Oh, and speaking about uh, government overreach, I think there's going to be an announcement tomorrow about Joe Biden as it relates to guns, some kind of executive order on guns. Not sure what he's going to do, but hey, if you're trying to get my guns, I lost them all in a tragic boating accident. I don't have them anymore. So, you know, it is what it is. Now, if they happen to just magically come back into my house, I say, hey, it's, it's, a, it's a miracle. I don't know how it happened. But as of right now, I lost all my guns in a tragic boating accident. So it is what it is. And thank you all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. So if you enjoy what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, go ahead and do that as well. I thank you for that in advance. Thank you. Thank you. And shout out to um, Brandon Turquoise, who says, actually just emailed Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, asking him to follow Texas and Florida and ban those passports in Tennessee now. Let private sector know. Yes. So shout out to you for that. Thank you for your donation. I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, Bill Lee and everybody else, all the local, everybody I've met locally in politics, you guys got to get this whole uh, vaccine passport banned. I think it would be pretty easy to do here. Um, you got Nash Vegas <laughs> to worry about, but even with Nashville kind of tending liberal with all these uh, leftist people kind of coming out to Nash Vegas, it's still very conservative out there. You're not really going to, this, this ain't, this ain't Georgia or nothing like that where Atlanta is dominating. This, this ain't it. This is a very conservative place still. So yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. Email uh, Bill Lee and I'm going to email um, Brian Kemp. Cause I don't live far from Georgia either. So they affect me as well. I'm in Georgia all the time. So everybody needs to get, everybody needs to know that we're not going to accept this whole vaccine passport thing. Why must I get a vaccine and show you a random stranger that I have the vaccine in order to just do my regular everyday stuff. I got to get on a plane and go in the grocery store, show you my medical status. I think not. How about that? How about if you go on a plane and you got to disclose your HIV status, huh? But I digress. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, let me see. Oh, Major League, speaking of Georgia, speaking of Atlanta, where I always go. So Major League Baseball, woke Major League Baseball, woke MLB has moved the All-Star game from Atlanta, Georgia, which is a 52% black city. It's a, it's a chocolate city, right? They moved the All-Star game from there. And the $100 million potential revenue they could bring to Atlanta, they moved that to Denver, Colorado, a 9 to 10% black city. So let me get this straight. You move the All-Star game and $100 million U.S. dollars that would go along with it, that would be a big boost to the economy that needs it out there in Atlanta. You move that from there to Denver, Colorado, which is 70% white, thereabout. Because Georgia's racist in their voting laws? How so? How are Colorado's voting laws that much different or better than Georgia's? Matter of fact, let's put up a um, graphic here. And if this graphic is any kind of way wrong, if it's misleading, let me know. I must say the only thing that, uh, the only thing that Colorado has is 100% mail-in voting. But Georgia Georgia never had 100% mail-in voting anyway. So, I mean, if it wasn't racist before the law change, which did not remove that, then why are you just now reacting? It's because it's politically motivated. But let's, 
Let's pull up this little graph right here. Well, not graph. It's a little chart. And, um, okay, so you see, I got to put it on the same screen. It's kind of too big. All right, let's check it out here. And let's go about it this way. Hold on one second. Okay, so you see it right there on the screen. Matter of fact, this is going to be better. All right. And there we go. So in Colorado, you have 15 days of early voting. In Georgia, you have 17 days of early voting. So you have two more days of early voting in Georgia versus Colorado. Colorado says allows no excuse vote by mail. Georgia allows no excuse vote by mail. Colorado, all registered voters receive mail ballots. Absentee ballots are sent automatically. And in Georgia, valid ID required to vote by mail in person, meaning you must be able to prove that you are who you say you are when you request your ballot. And anybody can request it. You don't need any excuse. All you got to do is say, hey, give me a mail-in ballot. They'll give you one. Just prove you are who you say you are. No identity theft going on, and you're golden. All right? And then in Colorado, you got to have an ID to vote by mail and in person. I think the key difference is that you, you may be sent one automatically by absentee if first you can prove who you are. You can't just say, Yo, my name is Bill Gates, send me a ballot. That's not how it's going to work. You still got to be able to prove that you are who you say you are, right? Now, in Georgia, they ban passing out food and water to voter line within 150 feet, but allows for unintended water receptacles. And you still can get food and water, just not for certain people. You can't get it from, like, people that are out there campaigning. So people talking about, oh, you be out there for hours, and senior citizens in the extreme heat, all this and that, and the third stop. You can still bring food and water. You can still have food and water brought to you. And it's still going to have like little water receptacles. Like it probably like a little uh, jug of water. You could put a cup up under and get some water right there and you'd be good. Just like when I was in Phoenix, it was a guy with a truck. If you hiked a mountain, it was a guy with a truck. Had like a little water jug right there and you'd be good. You can just fill it up and drink. And you're straight. That's pretty much how that goes. So, what's the? I don't see what the big difference is. Why would you go to Colorado versus Georgia? See, it's not even really about the voting laws of a different state versus Georgia. It's about a political move. That's all. It's it's a political move. That's really what it is. They're trying to side with the liberal Democrats that are mad at Georgia. And that's the reason why they moved. Now, the thing is, liberal Democrats out there in Georgia want to have that window open. They want the window open to be able to cheat. Now, I'm not saying they did cheat. Again, I will never go against the science. I will never say that the election was stolen. I don't own a tenfold hat. I will never say that Russia stole the election either. I will never say that Brian Kemp stole it from Stacey Abrams in 2018 either. I would never say that. However, some people believe that they can go out there and just take it. So they want to have that option available 
to do it, which is why they're mad at the voter ID and stuff like that. That's that's the real reason. That's just really what it is. Actually, the Georgia voting laws open up elections to more people. It makes it easier to access. All you got to have is an ID. Nobody said it was racist to require an ID to get them STEMI checks. Okay, try cashing the STEMI check that don't go to you. If Bill Gates' name is on a STEMI check and you cash that, you're going to the penitentiary. That's called fraud, check fraud. You're going away and you're not coming home. And then I'm going I'm to address one argument that I've heard more than once. People said, APL, you should be for small government. Why you want to have more government involved in voting? It's constitutional right. You say you shouldn't have any restrictions on guns. You can get guns whenever you want. Why not voting? Well, the thing about guns, it's much different, obviously. You're talking about you can buy a variety of different guns in a variety of different ways. Gun show, online, go to FFL, tax stamp, regular store. You could buy a variety of different guns. If a gun is purchased, it's not just one gun per year or per two years. But when you vote, there's only one time to vote. So if someone steals your identity and votes for you, then it's done. You go to vote, and they say, now you already voted. So now you've been disenfranchised. And I don't care to what extent that it's happened. I don't want to have my vote taken away. So logic and common sense would say, hey, let's secure the vote so I'm able to have my rights. I'm able to exercise my right and have my right protected from people that have bad intentions, from bad actors. Preserve my right to vote. That's it. I don't, I don't really see how it relates to guns at all. You know, I'm not even against showing ID to go buy a gun at the gun store. You know, in Tennessee, people don't even understand. A lot of liberals don't own guns, so they don't understand the process. Like, in Tennessee, I've bought guns, and like I said, they're all gone. Voting accident, tragic anyway. I got to show ID and pass a background check in Tennessee. And it was no problem. It's like, okay, whatever. Let me get the gun. It was easy breezy. You want to buy a gun online, it's going to an FFL, and you still got to pass a background check. You can't buy no gun on Amazon and have it show up to your front door. If you buy a gun without going to an FFL or some kind of arrangement with the federal government, you're going to the Hootsku. <laughs> you're going to the Hootsku for sure. Now, you may be able to buy it like privately on Craigslist or something like that, but I think you can't really advertise guns on Craigslist. That might not really be a thing. And quite frankly, I don't like buying guns on the street from people because... I don't know where it's been. You might got a body on this gun. You might then rob the, uh, a gas station with this gun yesterday and trying to sell it to me to get rid of it. So I'd rather buy a gun straight from the store. No problem. Everything's all, everything's all good. That's the way it should be. All right. So, yeah, that's just pretty much what it is. All right. But what else we got? We got a whole lot going on. There's, there's a lot of topics. Oh, one more thing before we get to the super chats and the calls. Um, I did a story about YG, the rapper, right? The Blood Gang member who had a song removed called Meet the Flockers because they were talking about robbing Asian stores or Asian houses in it. And to be more specific, they were robbing Chinese people, right? Now, that got removed because a lot of Asian employees, probably a lot of Chinese employees at YouTube.com were saying, hey, you can't have this right here on the channel. We're talking about, you know, stop Asian hate 
Asian hate crimes getting out of control because Orange Man, Bad Artist, and that. You can't have this song where they literally say, find a Chinese house, scope it out, ask Mighty Arm to do what they got to do, go in there, get the Xbox and laptops and sell them to XYZ place. They got big bags of money, no bank accounts. You can't have this on the platform. And it was up there for like the past five, six years with no problem, really. There were some rumblings, but it was taken away. But only when this whole anti-Asian hate crime thing happened, did it get taken away. The song is back without the video. Now, the funny part, and then I'm going to get to the um, Super Chats. The funny part is that the song is back and they censored it. They, they cut out the part where they say Chinese. So they still talk about going to a house and scoping it out. But the, but the word Chinese is gone. But the N-word is still there. <laughs> so, oh, stop Asian hate and stop being racist. You can say the N-word, but Chinese, don't you dare. Don't do it. But I digress. Let's get to the super chats and let me get to the calls. All right. So where are we at here? Let me go find them right quick because it's not in a normal place like it's supposed to be. And thank you all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoy what you're hearing so far, get the video with thumbs up. Also, subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed already. And this particular show, as all my live streams are, will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether they be Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or whatever. And a link for that will be in the description box below. Check it on out. And I appreciate you for doing that. And uh, also, you can just search on your favorite audio streaming platform. Just search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. And let's go ahead and get to it. Shout out to Santo Bartes, who says, aside from... Executive order Biden was signed Thursday. Potato also nominated David Chipman to head the ATF. Chipman is an extremist with ties to Gabby Gifford's gun lobby and the trial of Branch Dravidians in Waco. Uh-oh. Wow. Yikes. Thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to the anti-view who says, masks containing graphene are showing to cause lung toxicity. Canada wants to ban. Also, studies show microscopic pieces of metals being inhaled. How many people with metal allergies have been struggling? Hey, we've been saying that for a while, right? The masks are causing health problems that didn't even exist before. And it don't even work. So what's the point in wearing them? It's causing you more harm than good. And Fauci said it right from the beginning. There's no point in wearing the mask. If you're healthy, it ain't no point. It might block a droplet or two, but it won't provide you with this, you know, great, protection you think it does it just doesn't do that all right and the anti-view also says Lil Nas X I think about leaning adultery blame parents while he puts his kids book while he puts the kids book he wrote down to be on Sesame Street the visited schools exactly yeah nobody knows what lean is really that is like a parent listening to Old Town Road for the most part you know I know what lean is but I, I didn't even hear that in Old Town Road Kids don't know what that means. And he performed it in front of little kids. So, yeah, let's stop the, the nonsense. Apple says, ABL, we just love the way your face lights up with a bright smile when you're joking with your nieces. You were the coolest uncle ever. Here's a gift so you can treat your nieces to popcorn, take them to see Space Jam too. I thank you for that. I appreciate you. And he says, opinion on Juan Williams, a complete and total nut, 1,000% nut. A joyride, that was crazy. Thank you to Lisa who says, love you for what you do for us, ABL. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. 
The anti-view says, my uncle found a Honduran immigrant in his car this morning. <laughs> in his car? Cold, hungry, scared, no English. He lives in Minnesota. The border crisis is real. How did you get to Minnesota from Honduras? How does that happen? Like, what's going on? Did you, did you get on a plane, a car? What's, what's going on? That's crazy. Apple says, also in video on Major League Baseball move in the All-Star game. Do Democrats care about black-owned business in Atlanta, or do Dems want black-owned businesses to go broke? Hey, that's a good question. I can't tell. He also says, why are liberal media ignoring two violent attacks in D.C.? Well, you know, only certain attacks fulfill the narrative. That's all. Shout-out to Cora Marie, who says, ABL, April, your actual wedding celebration. Hope you have an amazing time celebrating your marriage. Wish you all the best, my friend. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Shout out to Eric Burns Marsh, who says, Mallorca says, internalized white supremacy. Get him in the critical race training now. <laughs> shout out to Apple, who says, shout out to all Border Patrol agents who are dealing with this border tragedy. Think of all the bodily fluids and human waste they have to deal with. Sad. It, it, yeah, very sad. The Anti-View says, Sports Illustrated has men in running for a magazine spot. Had to break it to SI, but people are not purchasing the swimsuit edition for its fashion. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be able to get that one right there. I'm not, I'm not trying to see a dude on the cover. That's not really going to – that's that's not that's not the wave right there. Greg Brown says, instead of sending immigrant population in to deep Texas, send a D.C., Oregon, California, or better yet, New York, where AOC stands ready with open arms. Yeah. Hey, if you are an illegal alien, want somewhere to go, go to AOC's house. Straight to her house. How about that? Panther says, hey, ABL, this is my my last time watching you for a while. I'm going back to Air Force Boot Camp. I wish the best of luck for your channel. Hey, man, thank you for your super chat. And thank you for your service, man. You know, hey, do well out there and do us proud, man. Thank you for your, your super chat. I appreciate it. Shout out to Ian who says, you hear about the Minnesota teacher who is fully vaccinated that caught the virus and is quarantined in Mexico. That is crazy. My question is, what are you doing down there? Is you like trying to be a, a tourist? That's crazy. The anti-view says railroad forces unions to endorse Biden and donate millions. Biden stops pipeline. Biden pushes infrastructure to give workforce unions billions. Yet we're talking about publics giving elderly shots. Exactly. It's crazy. Thank you to Debauchi for your donation. Shout out to Tyrannius who says some people will jump off a bridge if the government tells them it's safe. What government ever cared about the common folk? Not very many. Shout out to Brandy, who says, I read that one. Thank you to Mr. Review Guy for your donation. Thank you to Design, who says, Revelation 13, 17. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark. Mark of the beast, vaccine passport. Well, that could be it. Christy Joyce says, this is woke America, yippee. <laughs> Thank you for that. Shout out to Ian, who says, Moderna lied about the reported death rates during the vaccine trial. They reported 94.5% efficacy when it was actually 75.4. Red flag there. Yes, big red flag. That's a a dramatic uh, decrease. 20%. Shout out to Steve, who says, ABR, are you familiar with the Wright Brothers? Yes. I met Damani, good dude. Damani and Eddie Felder here on YouTube. The The latest video, The Truth About Racism in America, is amazing. No affiliation, just a ton. It's fan of their videos. Keep up the good work. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. But yeah, Damani, really good dude. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm check. I'm gonna check them out. So, and anybody in the chat that's listening, the Wright Brothers, R I G H T, the Wright Brothers, check them out. 
All right. And then did I get everything here? Let me go back to the regular screen. Um, Matthew says, I got lean up in my bladder. <laughs> Memo says, maybe a felony to declare gun loss if it isn't. Is is that right? Wow. That's crazy. Well, h- how about this? How, how about I say, um, anything I say about guns is privilege for entertainment and it's not to be taken seriously. That's, that's a, that's a little disclaimer right there. You know, I could use that in court. I'm going to say it right now so I can use it in court. They try to sue me. Raiders 76 says greatest clown show in DC and Jim Crow Joe driving the bus for God and country us. Thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. All righty. So, Time to go to get to the calls. You guys know what time it is. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. If Skype wants to work right, that'd be great. All right, we got T on deck. Perfect timing. And we lit. Thank you. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. Once again, the number to call, 434-658-1220. And let's see if this is going to work properly. And hold on. There we are. 701, you're the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello, ABL. This is the Anti View. How are you today? Don't forget to complain. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. So I had to get on right away and talk to you about my uncle going to let his dogs out this morning. He lives on a farm, kind of south west of the cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul area. So kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And he wakes up and there is somebody in his car. Like the dogs start barking and he goes to look and there's somebody asleep in there. And the guy's terrified when he wakes up and he's freezing because it's like 38 degrees last night here because, you know, it's Minnesota. And he's like, we fed him and we gave him water and we, you know, sent him with some water. But the authorities had to come pick him up because they didn't. What What do you do in that situation? You know, <laughs> you got to go. I mean, you in my car. It's like, all right, you cold or whatever, but you should not. You shouldn't be here, so you got to go. Well, and my my uncle is my uncle's a way more patient person than I am. I mean, he he brought him in and he actually gave him a coat and he gave him a, a hat and they sent him on with water and whatnot. And I, I probably would have just immediately called the cops and ran back in my house. But yeah. Right away. Because I, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know if you, if you were here trying to try to do something to me, you didn't escape jail. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. So nah, I'm calling the authorities instantly. Exactly. Exactly. And then I wanted to comment about the masks because I also, Um, You can look on the CDC's website, actually, when they talk about H1N1, and they talk about how healthcare professionals should really only be wearing the N95s when it comes to H1N1 because it's a respiratory, airborne, droplet, whatnot. And they talk about how when they tested all these different surgical masks, which is what everybody's walking around with, you know, when they tested those, only... 80% 80% 80% of them failed. Only 20% of them showed possibility of being able to even block the droplets from dispersing from your mouth while you're talking. So not only do you need to worry about the graphene and the metal, but they don't do anything anyways. So quit playing their games, everybody. Exactly. I mean, if they're not working to prevent the virus, what are you doing to stop from hurting yourself with all these other chemicals and metal and everything else? It doesn't make any sense. 
Oh yeah. I work with one gal and she like painfully broke out all around her face and her doctor just kept telling her, Oh, you know, I'm sorry. You have adult acne. No, she has a severe metal allergy. Like she learned from young that she can't wear jewelry. So she's putting on these masks and this is happening. Well, now it all makes sense. Right. So I don't know. Like I say, education is a great thing. (laughs) Exactly. 1000%. I hope that you have a great night. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Yep. Bye. All right. A great call. Yeah. I mean, this whole mask thing, I'm pretty much done wearing masks. I don't really wear masks anymore. I wasn't really wearing masks like that. It's like some some spots you got to wear a mask. Only, only time you got to really wear a mask, really, that I've been able to see is like get on the plane. But just my regular everyday life, I don't. And where I, where I am, there's all kind of signs that say you got to wear a mask, going in the grocery store, going in a restaurant, going here, going there. And people still do wear them, but it's becoming less and less common. In my opinion, it's still common, but it's not as common as it was when the whole thing first popped. So when I go into a store, don't nobody really say nothing. I just pretty much do my own thing. You know, let's go to the next call here. The number to call 434-658-1220. And 313, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? 313? Hey, what's going on, Anthony? This is Josh from Michigan. All right, man. What's happening? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Long-time viewer, first-time caller. I'm just calling in regards to the uh, the new Biden rollout of their gun control plan that I just saw on Fox News earlier today. Okay. So according to the article that I'm reading, it says the Justice Department will be given 60 days to issue a separate rule on stabilizing braces and 60 days to develop model red flag gun law, gun registration law legislation that would allow family and friends to identify a potential problem in somebody. So my question is, how far are they really going to take this gun control? Uh, I don't, I don't know, but I have a question now. Stabilizing braces is that for rifles, pistols? Like, what is that really for? It's for pistols. They're braces to be able to fire them more stably. Basically, uh, it turns them into an SBR. Yeah, so that's that's my thing because that's what I that's my next gun I'm gonna lose in the boating accident is an SBR. So are you not going to be able to have SBRs anymore? That's what I want to know. It seems like they're going to try and slowly and progressively take guns away from people that they know are the most trained and the people that know how to use them the best and then slowly work it into the way where the criminals are the only ones that have them and then declare out martial law. 100%. And the thing about it is the criminals are getting more and more armed. I mean, these guys got fully autos in the street. They got these... um. They got fully automatic Glocks, the little the little Glock switch. This guy got fully auto weapons in his street, and they're going to be out there home invading with those. Meanwhile, the regular guy trying to follow the law will have like a little farming rifle. What you going to do with that when the guy or four guys all have fully automatic Glocks? What are you going to do? Exactly. And I work in public service uh, and the EMS side for now. I'm uh, hopefully applying for the police department here soon. And I'm telling you, when seconds count, man, cops and everybody else are minutes away. So what are you really going to do if you're not allowed to have any defense? You'd be pretty much hopeless, defenseless. It's crazy, man. Oh, that's all I wanted to bring up tonight. I was pretty excited to get on the line here. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your night and be safe, brother. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, you too. Good night. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Now, um, you can have a pistol brace on the pistol, but you got to get a, um, a tax stamp. You can do that. 200 bucks might take a little while, but you can do that. And technically, you can have, like, if you, if you start with an AR pistol, you could put a rifle brace on that, but that'd be an SBR, and you got to get a stamp. But you can do that, for sure. You can get a fully auto if you want to, but you got to get, get with the federal government to do that. Like you, you can't you can't just go to the store and put that on there. That's that's a crime. You're going to the jail. You're going to jail if you do something like that. If you go to if you go to the store and get an AR pistol and put a rifle a rifle stock on it, or you're going to jail if you don't get a tax stamp and get you know get it clear with the federal government first. So you can do that. But my question is, are they going to try to ban that from even happening with a tax stamp? That's my question. Yeah. So let's get to some more here. All right, Jordan, what's going on? Yo, ABL, hold on one moment. Hey, ABL, what's going on? Hey, thanks, right, man. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. I uh, just got out of the uh, gym, so excuse me if I look all raggedy. Oh man, it's all good, man. Don't even worry about it. That's good. Hey, I want to talk about the 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 wall um, because you had mentioned a good point about the border crisis happening, which is why he's probably going to continue building that wall. But there's also another reason why. What was what, what's, what's that? The reason, okay, so let, let's travel back to uh, 1974 for a moment. There's a, uh, there was a bill called the Impoundment Control Act in 1974 that was released, that was signed by Congress and passed as a result of suspecting that Nixon was abusing his... Uh, uh, power by doing all this impounding, which is basically when you take um, funds uh, appropriated by Congress and refusing to accept their appropriation, just uh, leaving it as is, uh, not not complying with the appropriation of the funds for a certain project from Congress. Um, and every president since then has not has not been able to impound. Um, and then fast forward to 2021, you have Biden, who decided to pause uh, the uh, construction of the wall. And then 40 Republicans came and said, hey, you broke um, this bill that was introduced by Democrats and passed by Democrats 40 something years ago. Um, and it would look kind of bad for a precedent because now if Republicans took control they could just do the same thing that Biden did towards all of these progressive policies that uh, are put in play. So that's another reason why, if, if, you look, if you looked up more information. So technically, Biden violated the act. And if Republicans had control of House and Congress, they would probably impeach him for that. Okay, I see. Yeah, well, that's something I wanted to add. But I just find it hilarious. Um, I think Ilan Omar was disappointed that uh, Biden was going to continue this xenophobic and racist wall, as she had put it, even though she expressed, expressed devote, devoted support, saying that vote for Biden is a vote for everyone or something like that. You know, they, they pretty much will change their stance whenever it benefits them. If it doesn't benefit yeah. them, then they, if, they, if it benefits them, then it's fine. If it doesn't, then it just... They, they, change, they change with the wind. So I don't take anything they say seriously at all. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that lately. Like, you know, Little Nas um, recently had tweeted about um, 
he tweeted about, um, you know, oh, we're in a pandemic and a bunch of shootings are happening and y'all are focused on my shoes with blood in them. Y'all are crazy. All that stuff. And there was a TikTok video that was revealed that he was at a party recently. <laughs> no mask. Yeah, I saw that. No social distancing, nothing. So, yeah, it's I've seen a lot of that recently. It's all about it's okay when it's another episode of it's okay when I do it, but not when you do it. Yeah, do as I say, never as I do. Yeah, it's and it seems to always go from the left. It's like at some point, I don't know how to deal with that um, when you're having discussions with people because they'll they'll just they'll flip a switch and now it's like they accept the opposite proposal and I, I don't know how to 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 debate or fo- or or talk about that right. But um, yeah, that's all I'm going to talk about. Uh, I'm not going to talk about these other subjects. I I'm just don't feel like it right now. <laughs> so uh, I'll talk to you later. Uh, stay classy, chat. Peace. Peace. All right, let's go a few more here. Let's go three zero nine in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. My name is Jesse. Uh, I'm a student in Chicago, and I'm going to be a doctor in two weeks. And so I treat patients. And there's one thing that's really been bugging me is that uh, Chicago is a sanctuary city, right? Yes. So we have to treat illegal immigrants for free. But I also have to treat veterans, but they don't get free treatment, and they have to pay significantly more than what the illegal immigrants have to pay. Wait, wait, let's let's what pause. Let's, let's let's pause for a minute. So why are the illegal aliens being treated for free but the veterans aren't? Is there a particular reason for that? The reasoning is is that Chicago land is a sanctuary city, right? Yes. So they get free health care, free everything for the illegal immigrants. Oh so which not makes only no sense. Because when when I hear sanctuary city, I'm thinking about okay they won't call ICE and deport anybody. It's like, okay, if you're in Chicago, you're pretty much good to go. You're not going to be deported. I did not know that being exactly. a sanctuary. Yeah, I didn't know it came with benefits. Like, you can get free health care. Is that what's going on? Yep, they get free health care. And then even some hospitals in the area, they require that they have to give free surgeries oh my God. to illegal immigrants. Wow. Yeah, it's mandated. Wow. But our, but our veterans, you know, they're not getting the care that they need. So, for example, I got a really crazy one for you. I have a an illegal immigrant patient who he should be paying about like three hundred bucks a week for his treatments, and he gets it for free; doesn't have to pay anything. And then I got a veteran currently who needs like a lot of treatment, and we have to like you know use weird coding to try and get it to work right, and then just do like the bare minimum that's potentially going to help him when we could do more than what we should or could be doing. I think it's pretty immoral almost, it seems like. Oh, it's very immoral. Now, the, the question is, okay, who's footing the bill for all of this? Is it the taxpayers? Oh, most likely, yeah. That's 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 crazy. That's I mean, what else would it be, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because it's like, well, at a certain point, these things, although they may be free to the illegal alien, it's not free to do because stuff costs money. So Exactly. <laughs> right, and I'm a student too, and so like I'm, you know, putting in work because like I'm, he's a person, so I'm still going to treat him like a real person. And a lot of the times they're real appreciative, which is nice, but at the same time, like 
I'm not getting paid for it because I'm a student. And then they are not having to pay for anything. It's like, where is all this money coming from? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Well, anyways, thank you. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. And congrats on becoming a doctor, man. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. Yeah, shout out to the young man becoming a doctor. Congrats on that. But that's crazy how you got to treat illegal aliens for free. So you get free health care for an illegal alien? All right. So what if a veteran decides to just disguise themselves as, as an illegal alien? They can go down, uh, get some get some clothing, look like they Honduran or something like that. Oh, I'm cold and I'm hungry. Give me some free health care. But you're a veteran. You shouldn't even have to be worried about that. You, you know, you, you're a veteran. You didn't put your life on the line for the country. Maybe even gotten injured trying to, you know, serve and protect to the best of your ability. And you got to go pay out the wazoo for treatments. It's crazy. How does it make any sense? It doesn't. Seven one six on the line. Who am I speaking to? Ah, uh, Sean out of Buffalo. All righty, man. What's going on? Oh, I just gotta uh, catch you up on this story real quick. Okay, so we were, you were talking earlier about, uh, you know, the uh, vaccinations and all that. So I'm listening on the radio yesterday, WBEN, up here in Buffalo, New York. And they got this doctor on. And, you know, the doctor is giving the whole stick like you're hearing out of all of them. And so this one person calls in while I'm on hold. And they mentioned about how they just went to their doctor their doctor gave them hydro, uh, you know, the hydro uh, chloroquine, okay? Yeah. And, you know, instantly, you know, darn near instantly, they're better, okay? So what does this doctor do? Well, he goes into the whole stick. Well, we don't use that, and we don't recommend it, and it causes heart issues, and just the whole, the whole line. So at that point, I chained up what my question was going to be. And uh, me knowing, you know, how long it's been around, like most of us, because it's, uh, we researched it, um, how long it's been around, how many billions of people it's been given to, saved millions of lives. So I get on, I talk to the doctor and I say this. So how many um, presidents over the last five decades has hydrochloroquine been given to? And he was just like, uh, uh, well, um, uh, you know, I'd like to know that myself and you could just hear his voice cracking and everything. And then, you know, the media, uh, not the media, the, uh, uh, they basically cut me right off. They wouldn't even let me get him on a follow-up question. Wow. I mean, not, not surprising at all. Not, not, not surprising in the least bit. It's a shame, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it, it is. And it, and it makes you wonder, I bet you you've, you've been thinking about this. So we've got all these lawyers that hunt down these drug companies and, and get them for this and get them for that. Well, here you have basically uh, whole uh, uh, states, you know, basically attacked this medicine. They could have saved thousands and thousands of lives. And I'm not hearing any, you know, so far cases going after any of these people. And I kind of wonder, I think it's all like that doctor where he followed the, the, uh, of the narrative. Okay. They're all following the narrative because all of these state governments, um, that basically like, Oh no, hydrochloroquine is going to kill you. And this, that, the other thing are all liable for the deaths of thousands. 
is the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. 1,000%, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Anyways, I'm glad I got on with you. I haven't, I haven't looked you up for a little bit. I've been following a bunch of stuff on, on another platform, but, you know, you're always doing your thing, and I thank God we got people like you. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, man. All right, let's get to the next one here. 772, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, um, I just wanted to briefly call in and let you know that I, and speak about um, the DeSantis Publix thing. Okay. Um, I, as someone um, in Florida working in the healthcare system in pharmacy, um, that is completely incorrect what you see in that CNN club, uh, or the, sorry, the CBS. CNBC or CBS? Uh, yes, uh, it was um, C- CVS and Walgreens. Uh, they had contractual obligations uh, to do like a the vaccines on a tier by tier basis. You know, <clears throat> you know they would do the long term care facilities, and then they would do like this tier next, like um, uh, like if you are a police officer, a fire, firefighter, or so on and so forth. And once they would meet all those tiers, or the one tier, then they'd move on to the next, and so on and so forth. And then in the meantime, like, Publix did get the vaccine. And then in the meantime, after that, you know, you have, like, other pharmacies, like, you know, Walgreens, sorry, uh, Walmart, and Winn-Dixie, and, um, you know, all this whole time, you know, the public health department, you know, they do put it on, but... You, everything does have to be done online, but um, that was a completely biased and incorrect, you know, clip that they did show. Um, uh, I think that, and if, you know, they did news stories before that, because people, before we even got to the vaccines, they were wanting us to administer it, and but we were unable to. I mean, right now, Walgreens, and I, we are now doing it more locally before they were doing it at like larger areas, you know, more locally, like uh, Orlando and Jacksonville, things like that. But now you'll find in like the more local, smaller areas, you'll find your smaller areas starting to administer it more locally. But I just wanted to comment on that. Um, I hope I gave some wisdom or <laughs> backed that up a little But um, I know that you're very busy and I appreciate all you do. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. You have a very good night. Thank you. All right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is good information right here. But people, you know, uh, CBS, they don't really want to hear the truth. It's all about their narrative. It's all they want to do is push fake stories. They want to try to just throw dirt on Ron DeSantis' name to just muddy the waters up before the election. That's all. And then they think that he could be a, a presidential hopeful. So they want to try to throw water on that before he gets to that point. 215 in the line, I'm going to speak to Hello? Yeah, it's 215. Uh, hold on, let me turn this down real quick. Sorry about that. All right, you, can you hear me now? I hear you well. All right, hey, uh, ABL, so referring to the uh, uh, where the parents' uh, story category, I, I saw this story today, right? And a 15-year-old was murdered. A 15-year-old was murdered today, right? So you want to get shot. So come to find out, I'm watching it, and it's like they say, 
It's in the worst part of North Philly, of in Philadelphia, in the bad part of Philadelphia. Eleven o'clock at night, and no parents are around. So I'm like, okay, so what? Who would be out at that time of night? And I'm just like, where are the parents at? Nowhere to be found as usual. Right, exactly. So it's like, what's really going on? Where, where are the parents at? Why exactly. aren't they there? No, supervising what's going on. You just got these kids out here doing whatever. Exactly. And I honestly, most people are starting to believe, and I'm starting to believe it too. Majority of these kids, like those girls down in, uh, like those girls down in, um, what was it, Washington, D.C.? Yeah. That tried to carjack it. Most of them would be involved. Not all of them, but I think majority of them involved in some shady stuff. That's why they, a lot of a lot of that stuff is going on. Because at that time of night in a bad area like that, nothing good goes on out there. So why were you out there? Obviously didn't. Well, I'm not going to say that's why he was out there, but hey, that's the only reason why most people would be out in that bad area at that time of night. Man, it makes sense to me. I mean, at a certain point, you could just kind of put two and two together and see what's going on. Yeah. And then... What another thing I wanted to say when I when I saw that video of um I seen that video of like the video that you made where um what was it those girls weren't going to be charged as adults and all that stuff they say that oh they're going to give them a second chance see that's the problem that's why that's where a lot of career criminals come from and people who just don't respect authority or other adults because they don't get punished like that yeah. you know what I mean of course you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's all too common. This this is what happens. People think that there's some kind of epidemic of uh, black and brown folks, as they say, F-O-L-X, uh, getting really harsh uh, prison sentences. That's not true. Maybe that was true like in nope. the 90s with some of the drugs. But in 2021, yeah. you got guys, you know, getting slaps on the wrist for extremely violent crimes. Yeah, I started seeing more and more comment. And then another another thing I wanted to point out is when you said – I watched that video you was talking about with the white liberal saying, uh, I watched this video, right? I watched this video where it said, um, this guy was going around asking people, like, do you think black people can go, like, have, like, IDs and all that stuff? You ever seen that kind of video or heard about it? I- I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, and, and these liberal, it just, it just goes to show how some of these liberals really think. It was just, I was like, wow. And then he would go in other communities and ask. It's just like, I was like, wow, it just goes to show you how many people are just ignorant. And it's not just, I'm not just going to say white, that could be black, that could be anybody, just the liberals in general. That was, it was just pretty disturbing. Yeah, they, how they, they really think, and it's like. And, 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 that's, and that's exactly why they think that the voting laws in Georgia are racist, because they think that if you're a black person, you don't have an ID. Like, it's just a common thing to have a black person with no ID. Exactly. It's not, it's not common. Like, we have ID. Like, we, we know how to drive and we know how to do different things. You got to have ID. Even those of us that are still in their projects and stuff like that, in order to get the welfare benefits, you got to have ID. You can't be doing no identity theft. You can go to jail for that. Exactly. Exactly. Good point. And plus, most of the people that live in the uh, communities to pay rent and move in, they still got to have ID to even live in the house down there to pay the rent. I mean, to, to live in an apartment, you got to do a credit check. So how are you going to do that? You got to have, you got to be able to identify yourself. Like, if you don't have ID, I don't understand how you even are surviving, really, in, in society. Exactly. And then, had, does it occur to most of the people that live in those poor communities have cars and drive? Obviously, it does not. So, what, if they don't drive, most of them have a license. Duh. 
Like, but <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, but that's why these liberals, some of these liberals, they're just, they're part of the problem. Because like you said, the difference between a white supremacist and the, the liberals is white supremacists, they don't feel guilty because they think they're better than uh, everyone else. Liberals, they feel sorry and they think they're better than everyone. Correct. Absolutely. Yep. Gotcha. All right, then, Avery. I'll see you. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Got it. Great call. Now, I'm, I'm going to show you guys what he was talking about. This is kind of a truncated version. It's been out for a long time, so you guys probably already seen it. It's been out for some years now, if I'm not mistaken, but this is just a short little TikTok version of the video he was talking about where, to give you some context, I think the guy's name was Ari, Jewish guy working with Fox News or for Fox News, one of the two. He went to Berkeley in California to school, and he was asking the liberals that were on campus, if I'm not mistaken, hey, you think voter ID is racist to black people? And he's getting their reaction. And you can imagine what they said at the most liberal place in the United States. So one of the top five most liberal places in the United States. He went, and then he went to Harlem, New York City, and was talking to black folks about having an ID and is it racist and do they know what a DMV is and things of that nature. So let's go ahead and check this out right quick. This is going to be, uh, I think it was posted by the Daily Caller, but it was originally on Fox News. And let's go ahead and put it up right here. Check it out. Do you have an opinion on voter ID laws? Uh, yeah, they're usually pretty racist. I think voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Would you go as far as to say the, the, those laws are racist? For sure. Do you think it suppresses the uh, African-American vote? Definitely. Uh, because they're less likely to have state IDs. These type of people don't live in areas with easy access to DMVs or other places where they can get identification. Do you think that's harder for black people to go online? Well, ID? I feel like they don't have the knowledge of how, of like, how it works. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Do you know anybody, who, any black person doesn't carry ID? No. Do you have ID? Yes. Because I have my ID and my friends have their ID, so like, we know what we need to carry around. Everybody that I know have ID. Like, that's one of the things you need to walk around with New York with. I heard a lot also that uh, black people can't figure out how to get to the DMV. Really? Is that, is that, what does that say to you? I know it's that, it's on 25th Street. Do you know where the ID, the, the DMV is right here? It's on 125th Street and 3rd Avenue, I believe. Do you have an opinion? <laughs> like, how hard is that? I know where it's at, 125th and 3rd Avenue. I, I, you gotta have ID. Like, it is what it is. I mean, the dinner was funny. They were talking about, oh, they don't have the knowledge. They don't, they don't understand how to do it. Like, I don't know how I'm running this live stream right now. I have no idea. I don't know how I got a mixer, keyboard, mouse, dual monitors. I don't know how I'm doing this. It's just happening because I don't know how to work the stuff. <laughs> I don't know how to work the stuff. I don't, I don't know. And I come from the hood, too. Okay, I know guys that I, I, I don't want to incriminate nobody. But I'm not like some type of silver spoon person. This is not, an, this is not hard to have an ID. It's not a difficult thing to do. This is basic stuff. So when somebody says voter ID is racist, tell them that it's not and tell them that having an ID is a basic thing that everyone has the ability to have. Don't give me this is too expensive stuff. Okay. You go in the hood, you see your Jordans and your jewelry and nice cars. Stop it. This ain't third world country. Even in third world countries, they got to have voter ID. You got to have voter ID in Nigeria where half population is like on the actual poverty line, $2 a day. Half of the population is below 2 bucks a day. Now, I will presume 
Even if you have a no job, you could be homeless on the streets and make more than that. You can bum for change make more than that in the United States. So I'm not trying to hear, if they can get it, why can't everyone in America? If you don't have an ID, you probably just don't want it, in my humble opinion. But I digress. All right, so let's get to the next one here. Uh, 412, you don't know who I'm speaking to. Hey, um, this is Heather. I'm calling from Pennsylvania. All right, what's going on? I just wanted to ask you your opinion about um, the vaccines. Um, I don't know if you talked about it earlier. Um, I'm just tuning in. Um, but I just wanted to know what you think about, uh, like, these vaccine passports. Um, it's been stressing me out a lot because I'm not vaccinated. And I'm not really an anti-vaxxer or anything like that. Like, I have all my vaccines and stuff like that. And if I have children, I'll get them vaccinated. But it's just this vaccine in particular. It, it just, it freaks me out for some reason. I'm, I'm seeing too many negative side effects about it. And as me, I'm only in my mid-20s. So I really don't want to get it right now. Um, so do you think it's going to get to the point where, you know, like we can't go into a Walmart or we can't go into an airplane or a concert? Do you think it's going to get to that point in your opinion? I don't think so because... There's too much opposition against it. I mean, already certain states, before it even has happened, it's just being floated around. But even before it has happened, a lot of governors are saying they're going to ban it. So if a lot of governors have banned it, then it's just, it's going to yeah. be hard. It, like, even with like going on the airplane, how are they going to require a vaccine passport if the plane is flying to a state where it's been banned? So they're not really going to be able to do that, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm just worried about it because I, you know, I enjoy doing things like concerts and, you know, vacations and stuff. So I'm just really worried that I'm not going to be able to live my day to day life, you know. But, yeah, I have a trip to Florida planned in October and I don't even know if I want to buy my plane tickets yet because I'm not sure if I'll be allowed on the plane. Oh, no, Florida is a free state. It's, it's a free state. So you should be good because if it's, if it's banned in Florida, how can the airline make you have it if you go into a state where it doesn't require it? It's, it's kind of I'm not seeing how it's going to actually happen so i don't think it's going to be a real thing that's going to be implemented on airlines and things of that nature i don't believe so yeah i think you're right too but there's just part of me that thinks they're going to try and do whatever they want and become like complete dictators so i think i'll always be stressed about it but i'll try not to worry too much about it hey, don't worry about it i think it'll be all right all right that's all i wanted to say uh, me and my mom are big fans of yours <laughs> say hi mom <laughs> well thank you for the call Have definitely appreciate night. you thank you you're welcome bye all right shout out to the caller and shout out to mom as well thank y'all for watching i appreciate you guys but yeah i don't think so now some say you know private business you could do whatever you want not quite you can't do whatever you want if you're a private business you can't break the law now can you you can't break the law for your private business Okay, you can say I'm a private business, so I'm going to go ahead and just dump this toxic waste behind my business. No, that's not how it works. Still got to follow the law. You know, you can't be selling heroin in your business because you're private. No, you got to follow the law. So if um, the vaccine passports are banned legally and you can't require them because of law, then you're not going to be able to do it. You see what I'm saying? Now, as far as telling a business who you can and can't have in your, in your spot, what kind of law are you going to pass to say what particular person you're supposed to let into your... So you can't really regulate that on a legal level, but you can say, 
that you cannot ask for someone's medical status. Because, like I said earlier, what if they ask if you have HIV before you go on the plane? Is that going to fly? I think not. I think not. That would never, ever, ever fly. No, no, no. Not going to happen. Illegal. Completely. That's your medical status. You can't do that. It's just not going to happen. Not on no airplane. Now, if you're playing contact sports or something like that, even in, I don't think you can't do that in, um, I think I think you could do that like in certain sports, but not even in basketball. I think in basketball, if you're bleeding, they take you off the court after Magic had HIV. But no, nah, they can't ask you stuff like that. Your medical stuff, HIPAA violations, all kind of legal problems would arise as a result of that. So you could be a business private, but you can't violate the law. Let's get to the next call here. All righty, Matt. What's going on? Hey, BL. What's happening? Can you hear me? I heard you well, man. Hey, uh, I don't think that guy, uh, I don't think he actually said uh, I eat drugs. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't know what he said. Yeah, so they said that they found a crack pipe on him. And then immediately right after they said that, uh, uh, he said that, I ate a bunch of drugs or something, but it actually said that. I don't think he said it. I think he said I didn't do any drugs. So in context, I don't think it's the same thing. Well, either way, it doesn't really matter what he said. They found a bunch of drugs in the system, so he did something at a certain point. Yeah, so basically the prosecution's in a situation where they have to say that their client was lying, that he said that he didn't do drugs even though he did. Because they found a pipe on him, and that's what they, he was talking about. Yeah. Uh, so they did. They did find out who pooped on the floor of the uh, <laughs> of the White House. I was reading <laughs> about that whole situation since uh, you had brought it up last time, and I thought I would tell you about they're zeroing in on a suspect. <laughs> Well, you know, if if it was someone don't doubt it, then he say that he was uh, uh, trying to find crack in carpets and he was spoke Parmesan cheese. So if you spoke Parmesan cheese, and you probably would go ahead and just do it on the ground as well. I wouldn't put it past him. We're still talking about uh, George Floyd or Hunter now. Oh, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking about Hunter. We're talking about Hunter. Too, no, <laughs> no hey, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. He need, he need a little bit of something more than Parmesan cheese. He, he was, he was doing the fat. So that that crack ain't going to do it. <laughs> that's just funny man i thought i thought i would kind of hit off that whole thing at the past because it had me kind of tricked at first when i first heard it too from the court stuff today so right. just, just telling people to watch out for that one no doubt all right man you'd be good thank you for the call man appreciate you bye all right shout out to matt for the call All righty, Skype caller. Yo. What's happening? How's it going, man? It's going good. Um, I've called multiple times before, but um, this time I actually have something of use to say, at least I hope. <laughs> All righty. All right, so if none of you people have heard, uh, tomorrow uh, the White House said they are going to be introducing an executive order on gun control. And there's really not a whole lot we can do with it. So what do you suggest that we, the citizens, do? Do we contact our governors? Do we try to, like, stop it? Um, is that, like, uh, can Congress do anything to, like, mitigate that? <laughs> um, I think Congress may be able to do something to mitigate it. I'm not really sure. 
They probably I, won't, to be honest. <laughs> I say contact your governor for sure. And yeah. to see well, to see to, to see what's going on and how would it affect your state because different states have different little regulations yeah. on guns, aside from what Joe Biden would say. Yeah, well, I'm lucky to live in Iowa. So um Okay. That's really yeah, so I'm more freaked out on I'm not freaked out, but uh there's just there's a lot of stuff going on fast and I feel like a lot of people are losing hope um, that that's something that we as conservatives need to work on, because the last four years, instead of losing hope, what the liberals and the Democrats did is they just kind of like they kept fighting instead of just like falling over. And I feel like we need to work on that because that's kind of what we've been doing for the last 20 years. Now, you, you, um, got a, you got a point. You know, the thing about it is, yeah, they, they kept fighting, but they also have yeah. been able to gain institutions uh, they can fight mm. from their from their battleships. Basically, they got the battleship of the mainstream media, of academia, of uh, entertainment. They have all these different things they could just shoot at us from. So we got to fight with whatever we have on our yep. side, li- not not literally, just figuratively, <laughs> and you know, go about it that way. All right. Um, can I ask another question? Go for or it. Or is that too much time? All yeah. right. Um, so, what's your opinion on the uh, Arkansas banning of? transgenderism of people my age well i'm with it i'm 1000 percent with it yeah, because so, yeah the thing is it's like okay i don't think that you should be able to you know change your gender under the age of 18 because okay if you can't get a tattoo under the age of 18 without parental consent or at all maybe you shouldn't change your gender that's kind of a little bit more of a that's a bigger step ain't it you know all right you're yeah, born a male of- and you want to become quote-unquote female so you chopping stuff off, maybe become an adult and do that first. Just maybe. Yeah. Well, I've talked to a lot of people my age, and uh, generally this subject is revered pretty poorly, even among liberals. So the idea would be keep them out of the whole sexuality thing because kids shouldn't even be thinking about it, whether they're gay or not until they're 18. Um, so a lot of people my age, I think, have a little more common sense than the previous generation, which I've fully given up on. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. All right, well, thanks for taking my call, ABL. I hope you have a good night. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Yep, no problem. All right, shout, shout out to all the young callers, young, young, smart kids. Shout out to y'all for calling in and watching the show. I appreciate y'all. But yeah, but you know what you got, though? You got a lot of kids that want to protect themselves from some of these predators in government. You understand? Because what kind of, what kind of adult male would say that a 14-year-old can become something else or... You understand? Like, what, what kind of adult male would be like, that's okay? I mean, you, you tell me. But I'll leave, I'll leave that right there. I digress. All right. But, yeah, leave them kids alone. How about that? Let's go. 540, you're the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Hey, I finally got through. Yes. Hi, ABL. <laughs> My name is Tony. I witnessed you the other day on the on the uh, settlement of report, and I like the way you articulate your ideas. So I thought I would start following you. I wanted to talk about the Chinese and Mexican takeover of our country, and I feel like our country is being attacked by these two countries who have aligned together, and they're taking over our country without even firing their first bullet at the United States. I'm a truck driver, and I travel this country. I see the massive concentration camps of addicted people throughout California, Oregon, and Washington. I see 
the influx of immigrants coming across the border. I see this as them replacing Americans, the labor force, white Americans, black Americans. Those are being stuck and enslaved on that side of the country. And it's happening all over the country. And I just want to get your idea and your take on that. Okay, there, there was a lot there. So what's your specific question? I just wanted to see if you thought like who's really behind the leftist agenda and the real takeover of this country from the Chinese and the, um, the Mexican government. Well, I think that there's a, I think the Chinese definitely want to have America be in a place where they can be controlled. They, they want to be able to control America and they want to be able to be the dominant force in the world. So However they can do that, I think they want to do it. I would not be surprised if they were the ones that were behind this whole uh, stop Asian hate thing that's going on so they can capitalize on that. So if anybody says anything about Chinese people, then they may get punished in America. So it's like you having people over here legislate for China to help them in their image. And I think as far as the southern border, I think what they want to do is not have Mexico takeover. It's to just replace Americans with people that have worked for less money under the table so they can have this whole minimum wage thing, just X out regular Americans in favor of, you know, non-citizens. I totally agree with you. I think um, it, as a small business owner, it's it's very hard to hire an American worker because we have to pay so much, but these major corporations can do it. But I'm just looking at the, the citizens, normal people, just middle-class people, the on the west coast that who have really have been hit hard by this this fentanyl and opioid crisis and they want to call it a homelessness crisis but the the streets are being flooded with this stuff and it's it's real i don't know if you've seen it out there but it's 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 a great it's a oh my god the magnitude of it it's horrific and i'm seeing it in small towns and it's just and the people are becoming um, non-productive, and that way, if you re- replace those people, it's a different America. Yeah, it no longer becomes the, the Christian, white American, or Black America. It's it's the Chinese America. Yeah, it's it's, it's totally changed. Then with the change comes comes law changes, societal change. It's no it's no longer America, which you would end up becoming as like a colony of China. And it's like, is that all you exactly. want, or, or do you want to remain the United States? Of, do you want to remain the USA? I think you still. I, th- I think we still want to be the USA. We don't want to be under the governance of a foreign power. I don't think we do either. And I think it's just to anyone who's out there and unknowingly who is is falling for this trap. I'm just asking them, wake up, please, wake up and see what's going on around you. It's crazy. But thank you for letting me share, and I'm I'm glad I got finally got through to you. <laughs> well, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Thanks. Yeah, it's crazy. This whole, cause have, have you seen this though? The whole thing about, you know, uh, this, this stop Asian hate. Is it stop Asian hate or just stop criticizing the Chinese Communist Party or Chinese people? And is, is that what it is? Because it's trying to just set the groundwork for when they come over and take over. They don't want you to be trying to harass them like the way they are in certain parts of the world. You know, there's like little clashes happening with Chinese people. Like in Africa, there's fights and stuff going on because... They're going to Africa, taking over, and they're making Africans like the equivalent to how Chinese are to us, producing things for the Chinese economy. But that's a different story. I'm going to go down this whole long silk road, so I digress. Let's get to the next call, and let's go. 
Seven eight six, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, uh, Mr. Logan, sir. Yeah, this is Daryl from Miami. I'm here with my wife Evie, and uh, she brought something to my attention recently as a deal with uh, Asian hate crimes in the media's reporting. Uh, my wife's from Indonesia, and there were two young Indonesian women. I don't know if you know the story in Philadelphia that were attacked waiting for a uh, SCRTA train. And the thing that gets me is NBC 10, the local station, reported on it, but they didn't identify the race or ethnicity of the of the attackers. And I looked later in the Philadelphia Inquirer online, and it said, said that the, it identified the attackers in this case being four young women who were black. And I'm just wondering if this is going to be like a selective trend in the media. Are they going to just identify, you know, the attackers if they they, they meet a certain ethnicity? Well, of course, I think that we all know that when the attackers are a certain ethnicity, then it doesn't get reported. But if they are a particular ethnicity, a particular race, and it gets reported, if, if it's a white male uh, and it's a non-white victim, then it gets reported. If it's anything else, then the race is all of a sudden not important. But if the race mm-hmm. isn't important at certain times, why is it important at any time? I think it's because it's a narrative yes. that has to be pushed. And if the narrative can't be pushed, then it's simply just ignore it. But people that are watching this, they understand that the narrative is 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 being spun and they're not really getting um, yeah, the, the because, full truth about what's happening. Yeah, because... You know, like, like, you know, this is my concern, you know, um, although I am part of an interracial marriage, I happen to be a, a white man, by the way, I'm 55 years old, so it's not just young people listening to you. And uh, my wife being Indonesian, she's Asian. And sometimes I wonder if, if the, you know, sometimes the media may be looked to by police for police investigations. I'm concerned if something happens to my wife, if, if it's from a, a, a non-white attacker or so, then, uh, you know, you know, would have really maybe by chance slow down an investigation if the media is called upon to be a source the police may, may be needed to solve a crime. I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. Because if it gets a lot of uh, attention, that could, that could a lot of times increase the amount of resources that go towards it. They wouldn't be able to solve it and get down to the bottom of it. But uh, if it's anything else, then maybe not so much. I think a lot of that depends on where you live in. If you live in one of these uh, big liberal places, then these things are not necessarily so uncommon where a violent crime happens mm-hmm. and it's kind of pushed to the side. It's just like even with the black on black stuff in Chicago, it's like a 20 to 30% mm-hmm. clearance rate. Most of the murders and assaults and robberies go unsolved. That's just kind of how it is mm-hmm. in a lot of these places, unfortunately. But like you said, if the race was the issue and that made it to the media, all of a sudden there's a lot more resources and attention given to the story. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Well, I do have to admit, I admire your intellect. I admire your insight, and uh, you know, you, you want the the uh, the admiration of someone who's almost two decades older than you. Oh, I thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate it. Oh, you're quite welcome. I know. Have a good night. Same to you. Okay. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, that's kind of kind of how it is, though. You know, if it's a black on black, uh, who cares? Don't really, you know, no big deal. Any other race or another race? Oh, no big deal. White man involved, a non-white victim. Oh, oh, let's let's get Oprah. Let's get out the field. Let's get everybody involved. All right, Carlo on Skype. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. This is uh, Denny from New York. 
All righty, man. What's going on? Uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, yeah, I, you know, I was just thinking, if if you travel by plane, boat, train, or even from Canada by car um, into the U.S., you couldn't just show up and say, "Oh, I don't have any papers, I don't have any visa or passport, but let me in." But if you cross the the border with Mexico, all of a sudden that's okay. So I, I just I don't understand the discrepancy. Uh, it, it's just disingenuous. I think it's all politicized. Um, it, it's wrong. And furthermore, I, I think people un- underestimate that the fact that 50% of the fentanyl um, the, of these opioids come from Mexico, a border with Mexico. So where are the Democrats held responsible if we have an epidemic of opioid addiction in this country? Like, don't they need to be held responsible by media? But no, the media will never um, point that, that fact out. And and finally, I, I just feel that a lot of white liberals are so proud of the fact that they were part of the resistance. You know, like when Trump got elected, they all joined the quote-unquote resistance. And how can you call yourself part of the resistance when you're with big multinational corporations, Wall Street, big media, big tech with you? How are you the resistance? You're not. You, you've just been duped, you know, about a whole racist thing. You know, I feel like a lot of white liberals have a white guilt when it comes to racism. You know, whether they have ancestors who were um, in a slave trade or not. And I, this is, I don't know, we should, we need to point that out to them that they are not, but they should not call them themselves part of resistance. They're not. Right, not, not, not at all. They're just really just a foot soldier for the establishment. That's all they are. They think that they are some kind of counterculture, some kind of new woke thing, but they're, they're not. They're just foot soldiers for people that are already established, for ideas that have already existed, already have been tried and failed. And then when they no longer have a use, when they're done, they'll be cast away, just thrown to the side. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. Thanks, ABL. Appreciate you taking the call. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Have a good night. All right. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is to get cast to the side. 615 in the line, my speaker too. ABL? Yes, sir. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, man? It's Boom 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 Howard. What's going on, man? Everything's right, man. What's going on? Oh, man, it's been like a month since I called in. And, dude, do I have a story for you for real. This is real. I lived it. I was there. Don't believe the hype. Okay, here you go. I'm going to try to tell you the story as fast as I can. I know you got other callers. So we decided to take a trip to Miami for a vacation. It was the second week of the spring break, right? So the first week was when everything broke out and everybody was going crazy and beating up the place. We had already bought our tickets because they were cheap. So we're like, man, Florida's open, right? We're going to Florida. It's going to be open, man. No mask mandate, no nothing, right? Mm. We're excited. We're like, man, we get our lives back. So check this out. We get on the plane. We fly from Nashville. We get to Florida, and we land in Fort Lauderdale. As the plane is landing, dude gets on the phone. He's like, hey, I just want to let all y'all know 
that you do have to wear a mask everywhere you go, even when you walk on the street. Do not even think to no. take that mask off. No if way. If you do take that <laughs> you serious? I'm for real. He said if you do take that mask off, you will be written up by the police. You will. So keep the mask on everywhere you go, even when you walk the street. I was like, what? No, we were excited because we're like, man, we finally get to get our lights back, right? Because we're going back to Florida. Or we're going to Florida, right? We get in the taxi. Dude's like, dude, got to put your mask on. Okay. Drives us to the hotel. I'm telling you now, straight up mask Nazis, dude. They want to call us Nazis? Straight up mask Nazis. There was a lady... She was a big gal, man. I didn't want to make her mad, so she was a big gal, always vacuuming right by the back door. As soon as everybody was walking in from outside, she's screaming at the top of her lungs at people, put your mask on, put your mask on now, put your mask on now. If you don't put your mask on, we will find you now. They were threatening to fine us if wow. we didn't put our mask on inside the hotel. When we went into restaurants, people would say, if we decide to stand up, Put your mask on. If you go in the bathroom, put your mask on. You can't walk around. You can't order your food without the mask on. I even went to one of those little stores where you buy the T-shirts with Fort Lauderdale on it. And, and by the way, we we're supposed to go to Miami, but Miami got put under a state of emergency, so we didn't even go. So we wound up staying at Fort Lauderdale, and I go into this little T-shirt store to get the little, you know, little knickknacks and whatnot. The, my mask broke. On the right-hand side, I had like a little black surgical mask. It broke, so I left it hanging off one ear. The owner of the store is following me around, and I'm looking at her like, man, she's like 10 feet away from me. I'm like, hey, man, I'm standing over here by myself, and I'm standing away from everybody. She's like, put your mask on, put your mask on. I'm like, dude, I'm over here away from everybody, man. I know what's up. I'm over here away from everybody. Put your mask on now, put your mask on now. She went to her office and got me a new mask and brought it to me, dude. Wow, that's crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. That is facts. I lived it. I was there. And let me tell you, the icing on the cake. That was the entire time. The, and, and another thing, we went to the beach. The beach was cool. They need to get on with the racism because I'm telling you, me and my homeboy walked down the beach, and there was a spot where there was nothing but mixed races of I'm talking about hundreds of people on top of each other, everybody blasting their music, having the best time ever, people dancing with each other. And I'm like, look at all these people. I thought we was racist. Look at these black people hanging out with the Mexican people. Look at these white people hanging out with the Hondurans. Like, whoa, whoa, I thought we was racist, man. And there was people on top of each other everywhere, man. And cops were everywhere, driving up and down. They was on horses. People would still walk the street without the mask, and they weren't even doing nothing. There was no citations, like dude said. But when you walked into a store or you walked into your hotel, they would go ham on you. <laughs> and the, what I was trying to say a while ago was the icing on the cake was the flight home. So we went on the trip with me and my friend and his old lady. So my buddy, uh, he fell asleep. His mask fell down, and his nose was exposed. The little flight attendant dude, I don't know what he really, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what he thinks he is or whatever, but he, he, he comes over and he's like, hey, pull it up. And he goes, what? He said, put it, he said, put it up is what he said. He goes, hey, man, put it up. And he goes, what? What do you mean? Put it up. Well, I don't have nothing, man. I don't have nothing. He's like, I'm talking about your mask. Put it over your nose right now. Oh, I didn't know, man. It fell. So he puts it over his nose. It falls two more times while he's sleeping. The last time, the third time that it fell, I'm looking at my buddy. 
the the flight attendant guy comes over there, looks at my buddy and says, his nose is exposed again. He said, hey, he leaned over and he said, hey, you don't want none of this heat. I'm telling you right now, whoa, whoa, you don't want this whoa, heat. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's pause. So the flight attendant said that to your friend? Yes. And I watched <laughs> ABL. I'm telling you now, I was in the next seat. I was, I was in the next aisle over. I'm watching this. Yes. The flight attendant leaned over and said, hey, I'm telling you now, you don't want none of this heat. And you already know the voice that he used. And he was like, hey, you don't, you don't know one of this heat. So he said it like that. And then I'm like, oh, my God, did he just say he don't want of this heat? And my buddy looked up at me and said, like, what are you talking about? He said, put your mask up or I'm telling you now, I'm going to get these air marshals after you and you don't want it. Wow. Yeah. He said, when we stop this plane, these air marshals, we will, we will get you. Do it again. And my buddy, man, it, it really made my buddy mad. He was like, dude, we're in a plane. And let me tell you what was funny. I had a drink in my, they wouldn't let you like, like drink alcohol, but they would give you Cokes and Sprite and whatnot. They give you the Coca-Cola and all that. <laughs> so I'm sitting there drinking a Coca-Cola, looking at my buddy getting accosted because his nose fell down because he fell asleep. But they didn't say nothing to me because I was drinking a Coke, man. It's, it's, it's crazy, ain't it? It's, <laughs> all of that over... His nose being out, but you drinking the whole coat. Your mask is off, and it's fine. <laughs> yep, yep. And the dude came back and said, "Hey, would you like some more snacks too?" And I'm like, "Huh? I'm I already done ate my snack thing." He's like, "I'll give you some more." I'm like, "What? You literally just ruined my dude's sleep, and we've been riding for two hours in the air. You yelling at dude because he's got a beard, and when you trust me, I got a beard, man. When I when you're breathing and you're talking, it falls down. That's what happened to my friend." And they straight up going off on him. You don't want none of this heat. And he straight up said the cops will come out here and they will get you when I tell them to when this plane lands. Do it again. Wow. It is insane, man. Wow. I'm, I'm just being honest. Don't believe. It, it, I want to hear what the comment section is talking about about Florida because I'm telling you I was there. I lived it. It's open. Like, hey, okay. But, dude, I'm just telling you, it ain't no different than Tennessee, man. Every time you go pump some gas, every time you go pay for the gas, put your mask up. You go into Walmart, put your mask on. But there, they were, like, crazy, man. They were like, put your mask on now, being <laughs> insane about I, it. I got you, man. Well, thank you for the call, uh, as always, man. You know what I'm saying? So don't believe the hype. It is what it is. I want to educate everybody, man. It's good talking to you. Uh, great show. Have a good night, man. Thank you so much for taking my phone call, all right? Thank you for the call. appreciate it. Yeah, man. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. But the thing about it, I don't know, maybe Nashville is something different. You in Nashville, you like in a really liberal place. Like if you in um what's that, Davidson? If you in Davidson County, forget about it. But I'm in East Tennessee. I don't have those problems. You walk in the street, anybody telling you put the mask on. Uh Walmart, all of that, you know, um the grocery stores, I go in the bank and all of that. Everybody, anybody tripping. It's not, it's not like that out here. If you're in a, a, a bigger liberal place, it might be like that. But where I am, East Tennessee, it's straight. It's, it's cool. I, you know, I don't really need to wear a mask at all. Anywhere. Walmart, Target, um, corner, grocery store, corner store, in the street, wherever I go, the mall. It don't, it, you know, it's straight. Restaurants. Nah. But in some liberal places, they're going to be like that. It all, it all depends on what particular place you are in and what city you are in as well. 
people saying that um, Florida is free. I think it just depends on where you're at, though. Like, if you're in a particular store, they might trip. They might be masked Nazis. They might, they might be masketeers in a particular store. But where I am, I don't have those problems. 931, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, this is Susan from Tennessee. All righty. What's going on? Oh, well, I'm just, uh, you know, getting over that story that that guy just shared about what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as we see what's going on, I just kind of want to know your take is instead of us just, you know, talking about all these things that we're like, we're basically just witnessing a train wreck, right? Like, I'm to the point where I can't even speak to most of my family anymore because they're so liberal that even if I try to segue into something that is a constructive conversation, they're so overloaded with emotion that it's like I'm talking to a brick wall. Do you have any practical advice? Do I not even waste my time? Should we just hunker down and prepare for what's to come? I mean, what's your take on how it's so we're so polarized now, even within family members? that we can't even speak about anything anymore without Karen's coming out of the woodworks, under the bed, out of the window, you know, <laughs> so what's are, your take on that? Are, are you asking about like how to talk to family members about certain political issues, certain hot button issues? Yeah. Do we even waste our time at this point or is there a better, cause I don't want to add to the hate. I don't want to fuel their fire. I don't want to look like, um, like an ignorant conservative, like they like to think. I want to be able to have critical thought and, you know, dialogue with them, but it just seems like it's futile. So do you have any practical tips for all of us listeners? I'm sure they're in the same boat as I am. Well, I mean, with family, I try to avoid any kind of political conversation because with some people, they're not really going to try to hear you. You know, you could come with logical facts and reasoning and everything else and not really trying to hear now, some people are going to be open to conversation and with them, you're able to have a conversation and it's fine. You could pretty much be, you could pretty much be open and transparent, but if they're not really open, then I'll say don't waste your time. That's just my humble opinion. Now, if they're open, you could just talk about normal things. It doesn't have to be political first. You could just talk about regular stuff that may be considered political. But aside from that, I, I really wouldn't, I really wouldn't dive too deep into it. That's just, it's just my opinion, though. Okay. No, I appreciate that. And then another thing is, what do you think we should be doing as Americans? Just, you know, just your opinion about hyperinflation coming. They're talking about, you know, just that and also like a real estate bubble. Do you think there are any practical tips that we can do as well to prepare for that? Um, it's, not, it's not much you really can do. I would say just um, if you have any kind of money, Maybe you could put it in places where it performs well, aside from just cash itself, uh, stocks, gold, silver, that type of thing. That'd be my advice if you if you're just trying to stash money, trying to have money, to kind of try or to hedge plant, it. Plant garden, huh? <laughs> or plant a garden? Well, yeah, hey, you know, but the thing is, you just want to be able to try and hedge against inflation because inflation is most certainly a thing that that could that could be a thing. But if you are able to get you know, stocks, bonds, gold, so if you can kind of hedge against it a little bit. But aside from that, it's not much you really can do. Um, that's that's kind of my advice. No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You have a great night. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's that's probably the best way to go about it. Try to 
try to try to buy things that will be able to that will go up in value that you can get for a lower price now. They won't just be the same. Like if you got a hundred dollars, just a, a number. If you got a hundred bucks, it's going to be the same. You you'll be able to buy like let's say for example, I don't know some gold for a hundred dollars. The value of the gold will go up over time. But the hundred bucks is going to go down in value because of inflation. But the 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 thing you were able to get for the hundred bucks, you don't have to pay more money as hyperinflation becomes or just regular inflation. Think about how much gold you were able to get fifty years ago for a hundred bucks versus now, and think about how much that gold is going to be worth now versus back then. And with the way things are moving, what they say they created like twenty five percent of all debt in in one year, just last year. So with things going like that, with the money machine just brr, brr, just printing, right? Like it's a a, a, a a fully automatic. You can get things now that are just going to just shoot up in value in a very short period of time. All right, let's get to the next one. 615, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, man. Justin there. Mercedes, Tennessee. What's up? Everything's good, man. What's going on? Uh, not much, man. Since everybody's calling in about their math story, uh, score, uh, sorry, I'm really tired. Uh, yo, I got kicked out of three places so far, man. Moe's Burritos, Blaze Pizza, and SunTrust Bank. Wow. Wow. What <laughs> happened, man? How, how you get kicked out? <laughs> Your mask? Yeah, no mask, man. I refuse to wear one. I ain't wore, I ain't, I ain't worn nothing all year. And, uh, actually SunTrust last Thursday, uh, I walked in. And uh, I stand there for like a good ten minutes. Lady comes after me out of the counter. She's like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "I'm doing good." She <laughs> said, "Uh, you got a mask?" I said, "Nope." She goes, "Don't worry, we'll get you one." I was like, "No, nah, that's all right." So she kept walking. I get up to the counter, and uh, the bank teller reaches down and grabs one and slides it on the desk, like under her little plastic partition thing. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like scooted to the side and pulled my wallet out to show my ID and stuff. And she was like, before we do anything, can you please put the mask on? I said, why? She goes, it's a rule. I'm like, so you, you grabbed the mask with your bare hand and then slid it on the counter. And I don't know how many people have been touching this counter. And you want me to put that on my face? Right. No, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And she said, well, it's a rule. And I was like, nah. I'm I'm good. And I like slid back towards her and walked out. And she's like, uh, well have a good day, sir. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's crazy, man. So I just wanted to I just wanna say, uh, I guess I'm part of the mask resistance, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, it makes uh, sense. Yeah, so keep it real, man. Six one five represent Tennessee. You know how we do down here. So No doubt, man. Thank you for I know you got call. a lot of calls. I'll let you go, man. Appreciate you, man. Nice year, brother. Yeah, that's wild. See, I was in the bank the other day with no mask, and it was fine. Hey, Mr. Logan, how you doing? It was all good. You know, were no problems. It, it just depends on where you go. Some banks, they might be – it, it depends on where you go and who's working there. That's that's the thing. Who's working there? If you got, you know, Big Bertha, put your mask on now. If you got that going on, you're going to have a, a bad day. But if you got a nice people that's in there, they ain't tripping, they're not mask Nazis, it's fine. You know, I went and did some business with people at a, at a particular small business, and 
I go in there. I had forgotten my mask. And what I do is, like, I have it in my pocket if I need one. Like I got in my truck, I got, like, some spare ones if I need it. Like, if they, they want a trip. But I, I just didn't bring it. I was like, man, forget it. I'm going to just go in here. And if they want some, if they, if they're trying to do business, they're not going to trip. And when I went in there, nobody had the mask on. And they were, like, trying to put it on when I came in. And then they saw I didn't have one on. It was like, oh, like, you're not, you're not wearing a mask? Okay, cool. I'm not going to wear it either. So, they, they, you know, some people are cool and some people aren't. That's really what it is. All right. 405, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Mike Martin. All righty. What's going Oklahoma. on? I was going to uh, talk about that. Make some comments about that cat that was on here just a little while ago talking about the mask in Florida. Everything you hear on the news is totally different from what he was saying, of course. Now, here in Oklahoma, well, it's totally different. They tried to get strict at the beginning, but it never really worked very well. Mm-hmm. I remember walking through a Walmart there, and uh, a guy come up to me, and he was actually going to try to get physical with me for a second. I just looked at him, and I said, you must be one of the ones that want to be on TV. And mm-hmm. then he walked away, and I never really heard much of, much about it after that. Uh, but I never wore them from, from day one. When they told me I had to, I said, no, I don't. And I'm not, and no, there's no one going to make me do it. Right. I mean, anyways, but Oklahoma, they're, they're still real, real relaxed about it right now. I mean, they're backing off everything. People, some people wear them. And when you have one person driving a car, wearing a mask, you just kind of look at them and say, why? It, it, that's, that's always my question. It's like, what are you doing? What is the reason why this is happening? Nobody's in the car with you. You by yourself. Why are you wearing the mask? Yeah, and the brown noters that want to really get on you about stuff like that when you walk into a building. I can understand a state or a federal building because that's their regulations. If you have to go get your Social Security card or something else, that's a different story. But when you're walking to a grocery store, just like they have the right to serve you, you have the right to spend your money someplace else. That's right, 100%. Anyways, this is my second time calling in, and I just had to had to talk about them masks because I was against that from day one. I understand at certain points, if, if someone has the flu, they probably need to cover themselves up if they're going to go out and get in the, pub, in the public, uh, in a store or something like that, be amongst the general population. But if not, don't worry. You don't need to mess with it. You need to stay at home, eat your vitamin C, drink plenty of fluids, and eat when you have a chance. That's right. But if, Now, testing, I don't understand the whole thing about the testing. I really don't care, but I don't see how they can sit there and say you have corona. When I, I know people that went and got tested. And they just had a regular cold, but they said it was Corona. Yeah, the testing, so, the testing, I really don't believe too much because they, they could pretty much tell you anything. And then how are you going to know that what they're saying is true or false? Like, how can, how can somebody tell that? You can't. It's impossible. I don't even think there's a pharmacist. I don't think there's a doctor. I don't think there's a scientist or anybody out there that can really confirm it all. Nope. And let's say isolate it. Now, if they can isolate it, that's a different story, but I don't think they can isolate it. No one's been able to prove it. Anyways, on the conspiracy side of it, I believe it was all a plot against Trump. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's possible. That's definitely possible. Could it be? No, I think it was. Uh, but that's just the conspiracy side. <laughs> I mean, you know, you always got to have that uh, level-headed side. Then you got to have that crazy side over there, you know. And, and uh, it's all just a big joke. No doubt. Not, not, 
that I mean that, uh, uh, not to be offensive to anybody that got sick. And I do know people that got it. My brother got it crying out loud, you know, but he survived it. But it was, I still think it was designed to kill off people that had multiple problems with him, you know, uh, you know, diabetes, uh, heart problems and everything else. They set it out there to try to get rid of some. And that's my, another subject that I can bring up about Como. I think the reason why he done it with the, uh, uh, nursing homes there is he wanted to get rid of from having to pay people all their social securities and stuff. They were getting so far in debt. It was crazy. You know, that's another subject, you know, so we, we can bounce that off the walls all day long. Anyways, I just want to say that little part right there and I'll let you go. And I appreciate everything that you're doing, sir. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Right on. All right. Shout out to the call. A great call. Hit a good point about the whole thing with Cuomo. I mean, I'm not saying who did what or why they did what or what happened, but I'm just saying that, hey, things make you go home, you know, and it makes you think a little bit. It's like, hey, did he do that for that reason? Who knows? 412, you didn't lie. I'm Dylan from Pittsburgh. All righty. What's going on? Not much. Uh, I was just curious, um, what are your thoughts on the Georgia voter ID law? Uh, as a black man, I'm sure you've heard uh, a lot of people like to say that this is somehow uh, racist towards African-Americans in some way to present voter ID. When in the Georgia law, I believe it says that a free copy of an ID will also be provided to you if you can't get any of the other forms of ID. Yeah, I've not had anybody really explain to me why it's racist. It's not a racist thing to require ID to vote. Actually, it's a way to make sure that my vote is secure to prevent identity theft. Because what's to prevent anybody from saying, hey, I'm ABL, I live in Tennessee, I want to vote. So if they do that and they're successful at doing it, then my vote is no longer, I, I, can't, I can't go and vote when they've done it. Because now... My identity's been stolen, so I don't really see how it's a racist thing. It's just about having security. And if people don't have an ID, then they probably are not going to vote because why would you not carry around an ID living in America in 2021 and still want to vote? You know, it doesn't make any sense at all. I agree. I think we should be doing everything we can to make sure uh, everything's done the right way and making sure everything's verified. Um, surprisingly, I don't think it's mandated where I'm from, but, uh, they asked for ID when I went to vote before. So surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing here where I live. It's like, okay, I, you know, you go, you go to the little place, it'd be the, the, the old ladies or the, the older guys in the front, giving your ID and you get the ballot, you go vote. No fuss, no much. It's really easy. It's simple. I don't understand why anybody. The only reason I can really come up with that makes any sense to me is that people want to keep their door open to cheat. I'm not saying just for disclaimer purposes, I'm not saying anybody cheats or it ever happens at all. I'm just saying people want to keep their door open in case they want to cheat. That's the only reason I don't see anything because you got to have the ID to do everything to get a stimulus check. You got to have an ID because it's tied to taxes. To get welfare benefits, you got to have an ID. To run an apartment, to to live, you must have ID. So I just don't really understand how anybody could say that the ID thing is somehow wrong or racist. I don't get it. I agree. Well, I, I will let you get to your other callers. I appreciate you taking the time out. Thank you very much. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate it. Bye-bye.
Yeah, that's that's the silliest thing. IDs are racist. I never like I I want voter ID. I want security in elections. How can somebody just say, "Hey, my name is ABL. I want to come vote," and then they could go do it, and then nobody questions them? It's silly. It's like when I go when when you go in the gun store, you can't wear a mask because that's a security problem. You got to be able to see who you're dealing with, and you don't want to have any kind of problems. Take the mask off. Nine five one, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, how are you? Doing pretty good about yourself. I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I actually just wanted to get your advice on something. Um, I wanted to see how I can respond to pastors and those on the left who say that um, the reason why the black population has the highest crime rate is because um, they're crimes of proximity. I, I heard a pastor say this um, on a, in a, like a Facebook debate online, and he was talking about it with someone, and you know he kept saying that um, the only reason why the uh, black crime rate is so high is because of crimes of proximity. And I wanted to know how to respond to that because um, as a Christian, um, I a lot surprisingly a lot of the pastors that I know they're very progressive, like almost left. They're very leftist um, in their ideologies. So I wanted to know how to respond to that. Okay. Now that can be eliminated when you talk about overall crime numbers, not just the level of crime within the community, because the proximity argument can only be used when you're talking about just this number. When you say black on black crime and you say 95% of blacks kill blacks and then 85 or whatever percent of whites kill whites. You can just leave the numbers right there and don't go any further. If you do that, then you can mm-hmm. say that's proximity because blacks tend to live right next to blacks. Whites live next to whites a little bit less than blacks sometimes. Therefore, they kill each other because they're right next to each other. It's proximity. However, when you go deeper in the numbers and you look at the number of crimes that are committed, that's when you find a different story. When you look at black folks, 13% of the population, they represent 48% of the murder victims and 52% of all the murderers that right there points mm-hmm. to a serious problem in the black community. It's not just proximity. If it was just proximity, right, right. you would say 13% of the population, 13% of the victims, 13% of the murderers. That would be mm-hmm. a proportionate amount of crime. However, 13% of the population, 48% of the murder victims and 52% of all the murderers. Now, whites are about 65% of the population, and they're much less as far as percent of murderers and murder victims than black folks are. That's something, something's wrong with that. So you see a clear problem when you look at those numbers versus just the first set of numbers. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense because uh, when this pastor said that, um, I can tell those who were debating him on the conservative side, they, they just stopped arguing, like, you know, debating with him. And I didn't say anything because I, I just wanted, I, I know it doesn't sound right what he's saying. And I'm like, there, there should be more context to this, but I, I want, I really wanted to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it is. So you you, you, you got to see the per capita rates, the proportion and the, the sheer, the mm-hmm. sheer numbers, that's the, the sheer numbers. That's, that's really what it is. And, the proximity argument, it's just, that's, that's an excuse and the way they try to deflect and not really look at the actual situation that's going on. It's really kind of shameful that you have pastors talking like that because 
they're they're being disingenuous. They're being they're they're actually kind of lying. If they if they know the actual numbers, like the ones I mentioned, mm-hmm. and they talk about proximity, they're lying, which is not something you should be doing as a man of God. Yeah, definitely, I agree with you because um, I'm um, I'm like a young adult, and um, so it, it's really disheartening to hear like pastors talk like this. And a lot of times, they I, I hear a lot of pastors. Um, they they use that argument as a way to shut down conversation and like push back to to what they're saying. So I'm um, when you're done with this live, I'm gonna go back and listen to to what you're saying and like just research more about it so that way I can be more prepared on it. Well, it sounds great to me. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good one, sir. Same to you. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get down to the nitty gritty, you know, and then. There's all kind of numbers that, that support it. If you want to look for research, you can go to the BJS. It's the Bureau of Justice Statistics. You can also go to the CDC because you can see the cause of death. The number one cause of death for black males age 18 to 35 is homicide. Number one. It might even be 18 to 44, but I know 18 to 35, number one cause of death, homicide. Number one. Now, in white males, the cause of death in the same age group is like, I, th- I think uh, suicide, accidents, things of that nature. Homicide is like number four on the list. But for us, 18 to 35, especially homicide, number one. Number one cause of death. How does that happen? Is it is it the white man doing it? Nah, because proximity, right? Huh? That's what I thought. It's proximity. So you can't say, oh, the reason why there's so many black deaths is because of the white man. No, proximity. You already made the argument. Blacks kill blacks because they're right next to each other, right? We've already said that. You've already admitted to that. So don't try to say it's the white man's fault because you already said that mostly blacks kill each other because of proximity. So I've had that argument a million times. And people that are open to receptive and and they want to hear it, then they're going to hear it. If they're not receptive, if they're not open, then they're not going to hear it. They're going to shut down. You could could hit them with straight facts and all that kind of good stuff, but then they're not really going to hear it. Now, if you have an audience and they're watching, the audience are going to be able to pick up on what's happening and then they will be able to get educated. But if the person, you, if the person you're arguing with is not really trying to hear it and they want to shut you down, they may not be receptive. But, hey, if they want to be at all honest, they're going to have to be receptive because it's the, it's the, the facts, it's the truth. All right. Let's get to some more here. Nine one seven, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello, how you doing? Uh, it's Ricardo. I'm from New York. All right, man. What's going on? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Actually, I just wanted to touch on on just sort of like the hate crimes going on in New York. It's just pretty ridiculous, and it's just getting absurd. And I was just wondering if you think a lot of the progressives are starting to realize that the Democrats are not really out to help them anymore. Um, well, I don't really know. That's a good question. I don't really know. I, I think that they should have seen it by now. So, I mean, maybe they understand kind of what's going on. I, I think the bigger thing, aside from the hate crimes, is that a lot of the things that Biden promised have not come through. Uh, raising minimum wage up $15 an hour. Nope, not doing that. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't want to build one more foot of border wall. Oh, we're building some more border wall. Uh, we're going to forgive student loan debt. Uh, I don't know about that one. You want $50,000. I might be able to do 10, might be able to do five. I, you know, there's a lot of things that he said he was going to do that he did not do. So 
if they're being honest with themselves, if they're looking at him objectively rather than just being partisan, they got to say he's not really done a good job. But if it's all about just, you know, wanting to be liberal and not wanting to admit the truth, then they may bypass it. But that's on them. If they if they vote for this guy and they wanted a certain thing and they didn't get it, but they are cool because he's a Democrat, then what are you going to do with a guy like that? No, it's uh, totally understandable. I, I know. I just feel like people are starting to have, you know, buyer's regret. Like they're just, I, I see with a lot of progressives that they, they're sort of regret a lot of the things that they were preaching for, but they don't want to admit it. I don't know. That's just the impression I'm getting. I don't know if you get that impression as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. They, they, they have some buyer's remorse, but the, but the problem is, they don't want to go in the appropriate direction. So they're pretty much stuck. They may have buyer's remorse, but they really don't want to admit it because if they admit it, then they got to say that orange man bad might not be so bad. Might be, might, you know, might kind of be orange man good. And they don't want to do that. They rather would just wallow in misery and suffer with this guy who they voted for. Then they go to the other direction, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. Totally understandable. I, um, Another thing as well, just to touch on very quickly, um, as well, it's just the border crisis. It's just getting ridiculous as well. I mean, you think it's going to get any worse or, I mean, do you think Biden's going to actually do something? I mean, it's just, it's getting really out of hand. A lot of the videos I've been watching are just, just sad to watch. You know what? It, it might get worse for a period of time and then it might get better because of the weather conditions. They might not try to go in the desert when it's hot, but I mean, mm-hmm. Even if it gets better, it's still going to be bad if they don't do just some basic things that Trump was doing. You know, you got to start deporting again. You got to not allow them to come into the country, you know, the whole catch and release. You got to go back to what Trump was doing and you got to finish the wall. Now, if they do those things and they can improve, if they don't, then it's not going to get better anytime soon. It might be a little bit of less flow because of the, the hot months in the desert. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Big fan. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. All righty. Yeah, so if Biden can stop the flow, he could stop all this uh, illegal immigration from happening, but he has to want to do it. Well, not him. He's not really in control. He's just a pretty much empty suit. This guy's halfway dead. If you think this halfway dead, he pretty much got two feet in the grave already. He got his casket suit on right now as we speak. Okay, so if this guy with two feet in the grave, if you think he's governing, then I got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you right now. Cold hard cash. Give me $75. I got it. I bring it to you. If you PayPal me 100 bucks right now, I'll sell you the bridge in Brooklyn. If you think that Joe Biden is governing and you're correct, he's not governing. He is an empty suit that they use to get into the White House. And soon enough, they're going to say, all right. He's, he's declining in health, and we got to go somewhere else, got to do something else. Go ahead and bring Kamala Harris in. That would be the ultimate next step. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Anthony and Sonia. How you doing? I'm doing all right about yourself. All right. Well, I was watching Jen Psaki on the press conference there, and they were asking her about the border wall that they might finish, but they're calling it filling the gaps. <laughs> It's funny how they all have all these little terms to do things that they said were racist and wrong that are different than what Trump said. So they try and disguise it. Oh, we're not building the wall. We're filling the gaps. It's like, come on, stop it. You're building the wall. Just call it what it is. 
And it's funny because she was stumbling over her words. And um, I get a kick watching her do that. Same here. That was that was a wonderful moment. I was like, oh, you're struggling there to get the, get the words out. I mean, are you lying or what's, what's happening? Yeah, it's like her conscience is getting to her because she knows she's full of it. And um, did you see that video about a kid that was um, left alone? He was 10 years old, and a Border Patrol found him on his way home. And I guess he was there overnight. He survived the night. And um, the kid was crying, and it was on video. I don't know if mainstream media was showing that, but he was saying that um, he was with people, and they left him behind. I heard about that. Yeah, I, did, I did hear that one. I, I didn't see the video, but I heard about it. And all I was thinking is, is that you know how they are so um, weird about the IDs not being necessary for voting, and I'm thinking they're probably not necessary for people who probably go to the border pretending to be family or friends or acquaintances to pick up these kids because when they say that they have family in America, are they verifying this? Do you think there's some kind of paper trail? Um, are they able to trace it back to the original family and verify? I mean, are they just giving them away? I wonder, you know, if you can just show up there and say, yeah, I'm here to pick up, you know, so-and-so, and they just hand them over. Do you think that's going on? I mean, I don't really know how they're going to be able to verify who's who because I thought IDs were racist. So how hmm. are you really going to be able to tell where somebody's going or who they are if they don't have any kind of identification and if it's racist to ask for it? You know, that whole thing about the voter IDs and um, the law in Georgia that they passed and what they're saying about it. Anyone who thinks that showing an ID as a grown adult for any reason is somehow racist means that you have gone full retard. <laughs> exactly. 100%. I mean, there's no other way around it. And it's so funny. I saw a tweet, and I'll leave you with this. Someone said, if I ever fly with you again, this was to Delta, the man says, I will not show ID. And then, um, no, it was American Air, and they replied, adults 18 and over are required to show identification at the airport. And the person said, I'm black and don't have the knowledge or ability to acquire an ID. What would you recommend? <laughs> and that's, that's perfect. It's like, what can you say to that? Like the woke agenda is out there. So what are we going to do? It's between the rock and the hard place, really. And then with the racial stuff, now they're trying to say, I think it was New York Times, that it's white evangelicals who are um, resistant to the vaccine. And I guess they're the ones holding it up. But I don't want no parts of the vaccine. And I'm not white and I'm not evangelical. What about you? Uh, me, me, me neither. I'm not white or, or evangelical. I'm not a fan of the vaccine. <laughs> you know, they, they want to just, it's the whole thing. Blame the white man. When, when in doubt, blame the white man. Don't look at who's actually not wanting to get it and all of these things. No, I just blame the white man. And if there's a lower percentage of black people and Hispanics that are getting the vaccine, don't say it's because they don't want it and they're skeptical and they trust their own immune system more than the vaccine, blame the white man. That's pretty much where we're at nowadays, blaming everything on the white man. Yeah, and the only person who has um, who can get away with their privilege, it appears, is Hunter. Um, but you know that he was using crack for that work-life balance, right? <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. Just like you man at um, Columbia starting heroin for a work-life balance. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like, hey, man, I got a lot of trust in my back. I got, I got this baby out of bed lock, man. I didn't even know who the baby was, so I got to go ahead and just, you know, do my thing. Exactly. And last thing I'll go, I think Major the dog is biting people in the White House because even the animals know what's up. <laughs> yeah, they they know. They they definitely know that the the animals and the little babies, they they know where the evil is for sure. Something's wrong. All right. Have a good night. Have a, it was a great show. Great callers. Take thank, care. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right, bye.
Yeah, the dogs know what's going on. The dogs acting up because you got a bunch of evil people in there. They doo-doo on the ground. Did you hear about that? The the the, the dog doo-doo on the White House, like in the hallway or something in the White House. And I think that the AP got in trouble for that. Associated Press got in trouble for that, talking about why would you report this? This is not real news. Well, I guarantee you, if one of if if Trump had a dog in the White House that doo-doo on the ground, that'll most certainly be front page news. I mean, when Trump gets his tan a little bit too orange, that makes the news. The, the news story is, okay, Trump's skin is too orange. Is it is it the photographer? Did they Photoshop it? That's news. So, yes, if a dog doo-doo on the White House floor, and let's say somebody steps in it or something like that, trips it into the Oval Office, that's, that's going to be news. That's going to be NBC. You see, you see Lester Holt talking about it right on NBC at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Eastern time they're going to talk about it. All right. We get to a couple more here, and then it's going to be a wrap for me. All righty. Nippin, what's going on, boss? Nippin. Can you hear me, How boss? are you? I'm doing the right about yourself. All right. We got to get it together, Nippin. Um... Can you hear me? I hear you, but I got feedback in the background. Yeah, I'm, I'm just turning it off. My, 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 my computer's on delay. Here we go. All right, we good? Yeah, we're good. All righty, what's going on? Vaccine passports are becoming a thing in the UK. Really? Apparently so. Have they already been rolled out? It's been propo- proposed. Wow. And when things are proposed in the UK, they usually happen. A lockdown was proposed, boom, lockdown happened. Now, I heard that uh, Boris Johnson is behind this. Is that true? Yeah, and he was meant to be our savior. He was meant to be our Trump. He's just turning out to be a Biden. Yeah, that's terrible. That's really bad. Right. That's that's crazy, man. But hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully it's not really going to be a thing where you got to have uh, the so-called vaccine passport to go do normal everyday life. Trust me. When when I have my freedom back, this is what I'm going to do. When I'm in Parliament Square. Okay. No more. <laughs> Vaccines, and I'm telling you, if they're gonna make this law, yeah, it's like right now. Uh, right now, they're just saying, "Oh, it's it's for precaution." I'm telling you, in a few months, they're gonna make it law to have a vaccine. That's crazy. They shouldn't be able to do that because that's violating your body. That's like. You don't have any autonomy over your own body at that point. So that shouldn't be a thing that's legal. And then what if somebody gets injured or they die from the virus vaccine? I mean, is it going to be any kind of legal repercussion? Can they sue because they were required to get it when they didn't want it? Yeah, you have the, you, you have, you have, you are, you have every right to sue the government then. But as things stand, um, the vaccine we've been rolling out has not be- resulted in any deaths so far. Well, that's what, what they say, because, you know, somebody could die and it might 
the 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 vaccine could have caused it, but they may not say it. They may say something else. Like I've I've been seeing some random deaths over here in the states of people, young people just randomly, and they're not saying exactly what happened. But just like just like prime example would be Hank Aaron, a uh, baseball player, right? He was eighty seven years old. He was old, but he had the vaccine before he died. And it's like, okay, did the vaccine do it or was it just because he was old? I'm not really sure which one. I'm pretty sure it was the latter. I'm pretty sure it was because he was old. Yeah, but, I mean, he wasn't sick or anything. And he got the vaccine just, I think, what, 13 days before he died. So maybe it has something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe. The truth is we'll never know. We'll never maybe know. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Exactly. That's, that's the point. You never know. But, yeah, um... Well, the only reason I got a vaccine, not be, I'm, I'm still against it, but it was like, they, like they were saying, do you want to get a vaccine and be free or do you want to? I was like, of course I want my freedom. And if that's the only way, then so be it. Right. I didn't, don't get it twisted. I did not want the vaccine. I had no other choice. It's either vaccine or you're stuck at home. Wow. That's terrible. Trust me, it's crazy. Wow. I wish I lived in Florida, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like where I live, Tennessee, which is not far from Georgia, not far from Florida either, it's great. I don't have any problems, it's fine. I can pretty much live normal life, like it's like it's straight, like it's cool. Yeah, and we now have a so-called roadmap in the UK. A roadmap to what? A roadmap to freedom. Oh, oh is that right? So, yeah, what what, what yeah, is the roadmap? Screen share with you, um, and then you can see it. Um, well, I can't. I can't really see the screen because it's kind of small when you share it. But you could just tell me. Yeah, basically, it's basically phase one, phase two, phase three. Okay. Like so, we're in phase one now. And I don't know if you can see it. I can't. So what what are the so phases? Shows, so it shows a table from March 8th, phase one. And from, from next Sunday, phase two. Okay. And then from... From the 17th of May. Can you see it? I cannot see it. No, I can't. Oh, so, sorry. So phase three will be no earlier than the than May 17th. And phase four will be no earlier than June 21st. Now, here's a question. Are they going to extend these times out? Because I've seen, you know, there, there's little timelines and things set. And then they say, okay, it's going to be over on this day. And then magically, it becomes a different day when it gets closer to the day it's supposed to be over with. Do you, th- you think they may change it at a certain point? May I doubt it because back then we didn't have the vaccines, and I say that in quote unquote marks. Okay. But now we do, so so. It's probably a one-way ticket now to freedom. We probably won't need any more lockdowns. Well, well, hopefully not. But I got a few more calls and a lot I'm going to get to. So thank you for the call as always, man. Definitely appreciate it. It was nice catching up with you, ABL. Definitely, man, as always.
Yeah, I shall speak to you on Sunday. All right. Sunday, your time. Saturday, my time. I got you, boss. Speak to you then. All right, now. Take care. Peace. Peace. All righty. Let's get to a couple more before we go to wrap it on up. And thank you for being here. If you enjoy what you're hearing so far, go ahead and get a video with a thumbs up. Uh, and if you're not subscribed to the channel, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and subscribe right now. That'll help me out a whole lot. Let's get to the next call here. Let's go. 773, you know, line, who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. <clears throat> Busy night. <laughs> yeah, man. What's happening? <clears throat> first off, first off, have you been to this been to the site called Legal Insurrection about with the David Chauvin case? No, I haven't. Okay, well, in your spare time, take a look at it because it's pretty interesting. And there's some new information that's coming out that proves proves that Chauvin Chauvin used less excessive force than the excessive force claim that we've been told numbers of times throughout the media and everybody is saying saying now that the media is creating all this racism division just for ratings look at cnn for example yeah i mean the, the thing is i think um just watching the trial even a little bit of it you can see that the the narrative about chauvin being this just abusive monster is not reality and pretty much everything pretty much contradict their narrative. But one thing that's really infuriating to me, and I think I've asked you this question last week is, and I'll still raise the question again, pertains with the black community, does anybody really think the black community is officially dead since they support all these type of murders that happen on a daily basis in cities like Chicago? But when it comes down to other human life, like we saw in D.C. and recently in Oakland, <clears throat> who who's the bigger threat for Black Americans? <clears throat> Everybody else or themselves? Um, I'm not sure if I, I I'm not sure if I understand the question. I mean, I think um... last week I asked you if people think the Black community is dead since they support all this violence but never address the violence that happens in their own doorstep because there's never a black person. Support, support what violence? No. Like support what, what you mean? Like the, uh, the black lives matter violence. I mean the daily shooting violence that happens in Democrat cities, but yes, including black lives matter violence. Well, they don't support their violence. They just don't really, they don't care about it. It's just like when the shootings happen and we say, Hey, what about this going on? They just want to, they want to just ignore that. Like it's not even really happening. So it's not a matter of supporting it. Now, when it comes to Black Lives Matter, they support Black Lives Matter. And they feel like there's, if there's any violence that happens, then it's like, it's not really a big deal because it's about justice. So that's kind of what that is. Now, the question is, how many people actually support that that are in the community? I feel like a lot of people um, that happen to be so-called woke, they may support it, but it's not just... When you see a Black Lives Matter event, you're going to see 80% at the lowest whites. That's just the reality. When you, when you see the actual events in the street of black lives matter. So the question okay. is who, who's really supporting it or who's not, as far as the everyday violence, the majority of the black community just kind of like 
don't even really care. Just look the other way. Okay, because I was was on the south side of Chicago, and there's tons, tons of violence that happens, and from its typical stereotypical behavior that that the black community seems to kind of support as the norm, but they seem to kind of kind of ignore ignore that stuff. Anyway, wait. Take a look at this one story from Epic Times. You have some free time. <clears throat> They're talking a lot more about the cover-up from the Wu WHO in terms of where the virus originated. And this may come as a little bit of a surprise, but there's some story going around, around about Fauci donating millions of dollars to the same Wuhan lab that's originated the virus in the first place. And that place actually has been covering up every single single breakthrough story to find out where the virus originated from. Well, I'll look into it, but I'm going to try to get one more call for our wrap on notes. Thank you for the call, man. Okay. Definitely appreciate you. Bye. I know. All right, I've got one more call here. Let's go. 228, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yeah, 228, who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Is this ABL? Yes, it is. Okay, well, I got several things I want to ask about. You remember just a few days ago they had this Farrakhan follower who shot and killed a policeman? I, I can't even, uh, they don't talk about it. I can't even remember the guy's name. Yeah, I know you're talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, how come they're not following up on that? Well, what's the deal with that? And another thing I want to say about uh, black people uh, not getting identification. I don't know why more black folks are not insulted by that. They're calling us stupid. We're too stupid to know how to get ID. We're too stupid to find the uh the the place you know we don't have enough sense to do that that's what they're saying all these poor black folks they can't vote because they can't get voter id which uh i'd say 99.99 percent of people over the age of 13 in the united states have id schools require id in high school they're, they're issued uh id cards to get into the schools you know what they're doing is calling black people stupid right up in their face. How come they're not getting insulted by that? They're saying, I don't have enough sense to go down to the uh, uh, DVM and get me an ID card. I don't have enough sense to do that. I'm too stupid. Exactly. It's, it's really insulting, for sure. That's what, I mean, excuse me, but that really, you know, that, that, well, you say no cussing, so I ain't going to say what I'm thinking. But that really P.O.'s me, really. I mean, I'm not too stupid. I got as much sense as anybody else, probably more than some people. I know more than my sister, you right. know. And another thing about... uh uh, how do I get all these freebies that they're they're giving to the uh you know I'm actually not from here. I am a real 
alien from outer space from the planet <laughs> Nitnit. You know, so how do I how do I get my freebies? How do I get them? Where do I apply? All you gotta do is identify as that when she goes to the hospital or wherever you want to go, you should be good to go. Okay, well that's what I need to do. You know, I mean as uh, aliens can get it. I'm a real alien from the planet <laughs> Nicknitch, you know. I got you know, I need some freebies. I could use some freebies. Just give them to me. <laughs> you I know? And I ain't got no damn sense. I happen to be a, you know, one of these people of color, so I ain't got enough sense to go down and get no idea or nothing. So what am I going to do on that part? Who's going to hold my hand and help me cross the street? <laughs> that, that's right. That's a good point. You know, who's going to do that? You you got time to take me? Hey, I can't. I, can't I ain't do got enough sense. <laughs> I ain't got enough sense to go down to the DVM and get me no ID. Can you help me do that? I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me that? Hey, I don't. I don't know nothing because I'm black too, so I can't. I can't see you in the right direction. Oh, you ain't got no sense either. All right, we need to get us a good, <laughs> smart white boy who can help us. You know, we we too freaking dumb to do that <laughs> shit. We too dumb. We ain't got enough sense to God give a billy goat. <laughs> well, I th thank you, you for know? the call. I appreciate you. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you later. And uh, try to uh, try to remember, don't go across the street until the light turns green. Green is not red. Green's that other color. Remember <laughs> that now. That's right. Can you remember that? I, I remember that. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Same to you. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. And thank you all for calling in. You guys have been the best audience anywhere on the internet. So I really appreciate you guys for being here. Couldn't I ask for a better audience? You guys are the best. All right. I'm going to go ahead and um, read the super chats and then I wrap it on up, put the bone on top. Shout out to all the mods for being in here. You guys are doing a great job keeping them trolls in check, keeping them trolls in line. I appreciate y'all. Um, if you want to listen to this show, this particular podcast is an audio only version. Uh, there's a link in the description box. I got it on Google Play, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and more. You can also just search in your favorite audio streaming platform for ABL Live. I should pop right on up. And if you're over there, give me a five-star rating. Give me a review. Give me whatever you can. I most certainly appreciate you for that. All right. Super chats on deck. And then I'm going to go wrap it on up. Put the bow clean on the top. All right. Shout out to, let me see. Valerie, who says, keep telling the truth. Will do. Thank you for that. Thank you to Angel, who says, great show, ABL. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. Shout out to SoCal Sunshine, who says, help California. I heard Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor. If Newsom gets recalled, who would you choose, Jenner or Newsom? Hey, give me give me Bruce Jenner. I mean, Caitlyn Jenner. Give me give me the, give me, give me the, the Bruce. The Bruce is loose. All right? That's what I want. I, I would take... Uh, Caitlyn Jinder, 1,000 times over Gavin Newsom. Facts. Don't care about this whole thing you got going on. You my size. You 6'3", a whole Olympic athlete, but you sound like, um, you know, you sound like you were smoking cigarettes for the past 75 years. I don't care nothing about that. You sound like Bob Barker 
But it's fine because you're going to be better than Gavin Newsom. But I'll move on. That gets to Karen who says, mask, mask off, people coughing, yelling with spit flying out of their mouths. Put the mask back on. Goodness sake, I'm not for masks, but if that's what's happening, I need to be careful of people sick and do not care over here. But versus windshield says, so the guy who murdered the Trump supporter in Portland bought the gun for 100 bucks and weed from his son. His son's still free, no prosecution. Democrats want new laws, refuse to enforce laws now. Exactly. Exactly. Shout out to F.A. Ranger Xbox who says they don't want voter ID because it makes it, makes it impossible for illegal aliens to vote. Exactly. Bingo. Buff versus Windshield also says, I'm sorry, ABO. I had not realized you had no idea how to use the internet. <laughs> uh, thank you to Crinchy D. Hopefully I didn't put your name off. I'm sorry. I'm a fault. Got the white man. Thank you to Crinchy D who says, Offer to Tatum said the homeless bums on the street that it used to stop always had ID. Dope, poor, and homeless with no issues getting an ID. But black people can't get an ID. That is beyond racist. That is systematic racism they are talking about. Exactly. Big facts. Uh, that gets to Charles Turner Jr. who says, ABL, you racist, obic ob is you clearly haven't learned how to use the internets. Uh, thank you to Terrenius who says, damn, ABL, or dang, I didn't cuss because I read it, so I, it don't count. Dang, ABL, you need a white man to help you operate your stream? A, I guess I do because I cannot use the internet properly. I'm doing this all wrong. I got to get a white man behind the scenes to help, help operate everything, push the buttons, make everything go properly. Uh, thank you to Matthew who says, I see your friend Brandon Tatum on Timcast in real life. When are you going to be on that podcast? Hey, whenever they ask me, we, we can do it. We can be lit. Thank you to Justin Credible who says, I don't purchase health insurance and get taxed thousands. They're coming here illegally and get everything for free. Our government hates us. Thank you to... Vangeli81, who says, airlines are asking for negative virus tests within 72 hours. Uh, thank you to Elizabeth, who says, keep up keep up the good work with the emoji. I appreciate you. Shout out to BioReaper69, who says, what are your thoughts on Crowder recreating the George Floyd knee on next situation on YouTube? I've seen a lot of mixed feelings on the right wing. I've not seen it, so I don't really know exactly what he did. But if it was, if the point was to show how the restraint works then it makes sense but if you start getting into the jokes and stuff like that it can be kind of cringy i want to see what he did i can't really judge it without really seeing it i saw all i saw was like a thumbnail i didn't see the video so i'm gonna check it out um shout out to wendigo who says china is bad but zuckerberg dorsey are worse uh thank you to max for becoming an abl supporter appreciate you thank you to cringy d who says Name and shame campaign, making fun of black people being educated and pronouncing that they are too weak to get an ID, sickening. Let's cancel that now. I agree. Thank you to F.A. Ranger Xbox who says, ABL, I posted links to an expert about China. He is a white South African. His videos tell you everything. I am 60. All right. Thank you to the anti-view who says, March 26th to April 3rd equals 17 mass shootings, four or more shot. Nine were at bars, parties, five were at a drive-by. The other three, mental health, time to cancel bars and cars. <laughs> Thank you to uh, Natural Bar Nutrition who says, I had the same thing on SWA. Uh, Southwest Airlines, the flight attendant woke me up and made me pull my mask off of my nose. That's crazy. Thank you to Monroe Doctrine who says, kicked out of Blaze Pizza for no mask. Well, Blaze is owned by liberal LeBron James. Is that right? Blaze Pizza owned by him? Interesting. 
won't go there plus Dave Portnoy have their pizza a zero out of ten. Thank you to Josh Quick who says ever since the virus got here, haven't haven't even got sick before Corona. I got colds here and there. Hmm. A head scratcher. Thank you to Leo who says sorry I'm late. Does Colorado have a similar law on voting to Georgia? Also, when do we get special sixty minutes instead of them doing the specials? Thank you to Leo who says I work for Burlington when the customer does not have the receipt. And wants to do a return, we ask for ID. Yeah, that's that's how it goes, right? But that's racist now all of a sudden. Okay. Nature Boy Alfie says, thank you, ABL, for supporting what is right. And I'll thank you for your support. Definitely appreciate you. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, Bob versus Windshield says, trying to find how many people have survived the virus is hard to find. Deaths, yes. As of last month, only 50 in the world have got it twice. Thank you to Eunice, who says, ABL, we can't wait to leave New York City. We were thinking about Texas or Florida. However, the last caller with the experience in Florida, we're looking at each other like, what? What do you recommend? I think his experience could be isolated, and it depends on where you are. And, you know, my advice would be you can go to Florida or Texas, but look at the specific place in Florida or Texas, you know, because you can be in Georgia. Now, if you're in Atlanta, that's much different than being in, let's say, Savannah. Well, Savannah, that's a different story. Atlanta is its own little animal. But if you're not, you can be in North Georgia. You can be in, like, the outskirts of Atlanta. You'd be just fine. But if you're in the city proper, then it might be an issue. If you're in Marietta, it might be all right. But if you're in downtown Atlanta, it's a different story. Thank you to Abundance America Health Wealth Wisdom, who says, for the bridge in Brooklyn, LOL. Thank you to the Antifu, who says, China is targeting Christians and Uyghur all on land. Thank you to Eunice, who says, you said he's wearing his casket suit now, LOL. I'll watch you, Bryson Gray, Officer Tatum, last Thursday. We can't wait for the next one. Hope he had to sleep for work. He'll be watching the next one. Hey, that, that show was really fun. We're going to do it much more. So thank you. Thank you for watching that. Appreciate you. Thank you to Matthew. Hold on. Thank you to Matthew, who says, I'm sorry for nipping in the UK. Phase one will drag on forever, just like how the prime feminists of Canada incentivizes provinces to lockdown. May he be praised and progressive. Peace be upon him. Yeah. Peace be upon him. PBUH. You already know what it is. Thank you to Faith for today who says, ABO, it will help if you continue to reinforce the no cussing, no cussing abbreviations and dirty talk. Some mods are great, some not at all. Thank you to Brighton who says, great show as always. Thank you for that. Thank you to Matthew who said, shout out to the last caller. Remember, you ain't black. If you didn't vote for Biden, therefore, you're quite and have sense to get ID problems solved. Boomhauer says, thanks for taking my call and be careful on them planes because you don't want that heat. <laughs> that was crazy. So you don't want that heat. I never heard anything like that about no mask. And thank you to Crunchy D who says, you said my name right. Shout out to ODU and 42nd Street. Oh, man. The belly of the beast right there at Lambert's Point. I know how real... I know how real you growing up in Norfolk. PBS displays wanted posters on a constant stream. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes. Thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. All righty. Thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. So I'll be back live again. What's the day? I'll be back live again on Saturday, of course. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be back live again then. And that's all I got for tonight. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out and peace.